My friends, the left, many of these critical race theorist type people, they don't like me. So they like to claim that what I do is not journalism, but it's wrong. While I'll be the first to admit most of what I do is political commentary, cultural commentary, and news commentary, etc. No, I actually do the digging. And this morning when I wake up, I go and I look at all of these different news stories claiming that Reddit is pumping silver. That they've decided GameStop, GameStop is, is out, no one cares anymore, and everybody should go buy silver. And I thought, that sounds weird. That doesn't sound like Reddit. They wouldn't just stop. They've been saying diamond hands, you know, hold the stock, don't sell. So I go to Reddit. What do I see? The number one post on the entire website, not just Wall Street Bets, is don't buy silver. Bloomberg ran a segment titled Redditors Lose Interest in GameStop, and it has never been more brazen. The desperation from the machine over what Reddit has done is it's it's they are so desperate. In fact, they are completely exposing themselves. And this has been a trend over the past several months. You can now go to Reddit, show your friends and family. Hey, look, see how they're saying don't buy silver. It's a scam and fake news. Here's every mainstream outlet, you know, and trust lying to your face. It's crazy. But we got some big news, too. You see, the game is rigged, my friends. It's not just it's, just, it's not just the media, but apparently the NSCC, which is the, the principal clearinghouse for stocks, told Robinhood, the trading app, that they had to deposit $3 billion, secured deposit. And when they eventually negotiated down saying we can't do that, they said $700 million, I believe it was 700 maybe actually be, yeah, I believe it was $700 million, but you also have to freeze these stocks. When you finally find a way to win. They shut you down. Now, initially, I titled this podcast, It Was the Feds. Why? Because the initial story that I had said federal, federal regulator intervenes. And turns out NSCC is actually a private entity, a subsidiary of the DTCC. And as Ian put it when we were discussing this, like trying to figure out what the, what the right title would be, he said it's convoluted on purpose. So we've got a bunch of crazy news today. It's not just about what's going on with the GameStop rebellion, because I do think that's important. But we also have, you know, unrest in Rochester after cops pepper sprayed a nine-year-old girl. We've got the SWAT team raiding the Red Lion Hotel because left-wing activists occupied it. We've got China threatening war over Taiwanese independence. There's a lot to go through. Joining us today, of course, I mentioned Ian. He's chilling. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for coming and thanks for having me, Tim. You were mentioning that it was convoluted on purpose. It's insane, dude. It's like the Federal Federal Express, which I don't know if they really want you to think it was actually a federal company, but the of course the Federal Reserve, also not a federal company, an arm of the Bank of International Settlements, a Swiss bank, one of many uh, central banks throughout the world, like the Bank of England and the Bank of Australia, that are not uh, governed by their government. This is, this is Ian's time to shine. Hello, the Federal Thank Reserve, you. all this stuff. That's what I was thinking when I looked at NSCC. I was like, wait, is this not? Uh, what is this entity? It's not regulated. It's not part of the government. It's a private entity. What What is this? Because I was reading an old article talking about how it was effectively supposed to be handling like some kind of regulatory body like work. It's not. It's a private entity. No, and I think at some point it would be fair to make it illegal to call your company federal anything. I it's it not. Was. I, I would like. I mean, Federal Express is legit. Just a private company. I know. Huh. But yeah, it's just Federal Express. Just a name. It's a brand. Just a name. Well, we'll get in all brand. that. We got we got Lucasby hanging out. Hey, oh, hey! Yeah. If you could, if you can make yourself sound official, you are official. That's the rules by the internet. I mean, right? Am, am yep. I wrong here? It's true. Yeah. You're right. uh, also, when you look at silver, and when you type it into Google, the first articles that come up, first Google puts up a big memo. It says silver prices surge to eight year high. But the first article is by the Wall Street Journal that says silver prices jump in GameStop like frenzy. Then it's the New York Times. 
Silver rises with hype. It's the next GameStop. And again, just absolute propaganda, disinformation, which, of course, we're going to be countering here. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Rodowski of WeAreChange.org. You want to get involved with what I'm doing? I have many different ways you can on WeAreChange.org forward slash donate because you do. I'm here. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we got an awesome sponsor today. Oh, yeah. Uh, a big shout out to safeandreadymeals.com. This is emergency food supplies. You can go to safeandreadymeals.com. We've got uh, a two-week food supply. There's a four-week food supply. And uh, you get a, a fairly a decent around 20% or so discount when you go and pick up th- this uh, this food. It lasts for about 25 years if stored properly. And uh, it's really that simple. It's this big bucket you get. You peel it open. You got a bunch of different bags of stuff inside. It's It's really easy to do. You open a bag. You put it in a pot. You mix it with some water. It's fantastic. And one of the reasons we're doing a shout out for safeandreadymeals.com is because uh, for those of you that don't live on the East Coast, we're currently being slammed by a blizzard. And we, I went out because I wanted to, I had to go run some errands. Everything is shut down. I live in the middle of nowhere, so we don't have a lot of good road service or anything like that. Everything's closed. KFC was closed. The restaurants were all closed. It was, it was uh, uh, particularly difficult. So you know what we did? We came back and we actually had one of these. We cracked open. And we used pancake mix as a deep frying batter. It was fantastic. So I'm not saying you need an emergency food supply, but I am saying this. Sometimes, like, actually, let me phrase it this way. A lot of people think this stuff is all about the apocalypse. Buy this stuff because you think the world is ending. That's not the case. We have some because sometimes it snows so bad that it's hard to get to the store. And we're like, well, let's see what we got in the pantry. Turns out we ran out of bacon and other food. And we were going to go to the store and then we didn't. And then we should have. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that that viral video where the guy's screaming, you got to get the milk, bread, and eggs, and he's running to his car because they said snow. Listen, sometimes it snows, sometimes it rains, and it makes it hard to go out and buy stuff. So safeandreadymeals.com, special thanks. You can pick up your emergency food supply. It's 25, uh, 20 or so percent off when you go check it out. There, Luke, there was, to say something. Yeah, there was no eggs at the supermarket. I just came oh, from there. Really? I barely made it, but I also barely made it here, and I live in the parking lot. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. You went to the store, and then you were trying to make it back, and you were having trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you Dude, know, it's luckily crazy I did, and uh, everyone's going 20 miles an hour, and I still have to shovel the snow off of my RV, which I'm not looking oh, for. Oh, we got to get oh, another great. video. It was, it was, uh, we went to a, a Mexican restaurant. It was closed, and there was no signs or anything, and we were confused. And then I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And so like we, we drove around and everything was empty with no notifications. And then I was like, did, did we, did, did they get raptured or something? I'm thinking like they're just gone because and, yes. of COVID. They're looking for an excuse to, sh- they're slow anyway. And no, so no, it's a blizzard, it, bro. No, it's a blizzard. You it's know, a blizzard. It might be a combination we, we finally, of both. Not a finally, conspiracy. We went to one restaurant. It's a conspiracy. We went to one restaurant and finally there's a thing on the door saying, due to inclement weather, we will, we will be shutting down. And I'm like, dude, we went, we went to one place. It's like an adventure center with a, with a, with food. And it's like supposed to be for like hiking. Even they were closed. Wow. So I was like, we went back, we cracked open one of these boxes, and we used the, the, the instant pancake mix as, as deep frying bag. I just want to add great, about safe and ready meals. One, once you crack it open, you can use the bucket as a trash can. It's really convenient. <laughs> That's true too, yeah. Two, <laughs> correct. That was, those are really good pancake batter dips. We, we made deep fried, we, we bacon, we had to find bacon. We found bacon at the gas station. And uh, deep fried mozzarella, which is not, not That was awesome. Not Dude, it worked out so well. It was yeah, amazing. It was delicious. Yeah, I, can't I have a funny we, story we figured about it this. Out. So uh, but, we had a guest here, and he was like, "Hey, can I have one of those safe and ready things?" And I was like, "What? Are you are you crazy?" He's like, "Yeah. Ever since I was here last time, and you gave it to me, I really want another one." So I mixed him up one of those while he was here, and I was like, "That's really weird." But I'm really glad you enjoy it. That's like their mac and cheese. Yeah, it's like it's like you get a packet, you put it in a bucket. That was yeah. a really long promo, yeah, but anyway. I thought it was, I, I thought <laughs> it was a funny story. Like that's what, that's why we were shouting him out because I'm like, you know, we're in this blizzard right now, 
And I'm like, this is it. The people want to embarrass you and they want to talk. They want to smack talk me saying, oh, he sells food buckets. I'm like, yes. And now sometimes there's a blizzard and it shuts the roads down. You can't go to the store. You can just crack one of these things open. Worst case scenario is you eat food. We deep fried it in peanut oil, by the way. Yeah, we did bacon wrapped chicken and then bread and deep fried it. It was amazing. It. <laughs> it was probably not the healthiest thing in the world. Okay, anyway, go to <laughs> TimCast.com, become a member, and check out. We actually have a bonus episode we did with Eliza Blue talking yeah. about a bunch of things YouTube will ban us for talking about. And it was a pretty serious conversation. Um, so again, TimCast.com, you can become a member, 10 bucks a month, and you get access to all this uh, special bonus content. And we're going to be producing more as things ramp up. My friends, seriously, we have been working like way over time. We're bringing in more people to help because um, too many members. It's it, the website is doing too too good too good. You guys are awesome. I, I love you all so much. Uh, seriously, we got such a massive influx of members. It overloaded the system. We're 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 trying to get member support to help everybody who's having problems, and we're getting there. But if you want to make sure that uh, when we do get banned, we'll still exist in some form, you can go to timcast.com, sign up. Now that was probably the longest uh, opening segment we've ever done. <laughs> but look, I gotta be honest. I really wanted to talk about the blizzard because I, I still want to talk about deep frying food. <laughs> yes, that's, that's my wheelhouse. I, uh, it, this is blizzard. It's like news and it's fun because there's snow everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a, I got a big truck with some cojones on it, and that thing was moving around not too good out there. Yeah, you got four by four. Yeah, yeah, and that was even a little sketchy out there. But my 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 dog really loves the snow. Oh, she's yeah. going crazy. A video of her. She's, yeah, she's oh. going absolutely. Yeah. I'm exploiting it to the fullest extent. By the way, <laughs> on, on my Instagram, Luke, we are changed. Just you know, just to, as a casual. Oh, she loves this. Like this has been. This your weather report. <laughs> hey, guess IRL. And by the Breaking way, news. I, it's snowing. I looked up a Utah's government website uh, explained that we really are still in an ice age. So that last 12,800 years ago, we were peppered by comets and the glaciers melted, but we're still in like the interglacial part of the ice age where it's receding. So this warming is actually probably kind of normal. And we're just headed out of the you ice sound, age. You sound like a climate change denier. Yeah, check out Ice Age, Utah, and you you'll, can read all about it. Ooh, Perhaps. Well, we're not here to talk about the weather anymore, my friends. I want to show you. Google. Take a look at this. Go to Google and type in silver and Reddit, and you see all these top stories. Silver is the new short squeeze target for Reddit traders. These market analysts, blah, blah, blah. Move over, GameStop. Reddit traders are targeting silver now. New York Post. Reddit's epic silver squeeze is only helping Wall Street. This is the most brazen and insane fake news I have ever seen. I apologize to those of you who have watched the rest of my content throughout the day because this is the main thing I've been harping on in every single video. I don't normally do that. Sometimes I'll get, you know, sometimes, but this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Seriously, share this. I, I, okay, look, let me, let me show you this post right here from Wall Street Bets. It is a bloom. It, someone's watching Bloomberg and you can see it says this woman, Emma Chandra of Bloomberg News. And then underneath, retail traders lose interest in GameStop. That is 100% fake news. The number one post right now on, I believe it's the number one post on Wall Street Bets, why you definitely should not under any circumstances fall for the silver scams. You are being played by the most powerful elite on the planet. Think about what they say in that New York Post article. Reddit's epic silver squeeze is only helping Wall Street. There is no epic silver squeeze. It doesn't exist. If silver is going up, and it did earlier today, it's because the media is pumping it. Now, this is where things like the, the I'm sorry, man, I, the veil has been shattered. We're seeing two things right now. Two things. The first, they don't like that GameStop has actually um, that the, the, the GameStop retail investors are actually hurting the hedge funds. Melvin Capital down 53%. They don't like it. 
So what we're seeing now is I believe this is more likely to be some kind of standalone complex where all these people in media have connections. They get fake stories seated and then dumb journalists with malicious journalists who are trying to make a make a pretty penny pump out this story to divert everyone's attention away from GameStop. A lot of the people who are investing are probably just someone who saw the news. There's now 8 million users on r slash Wall Street. That's 8 million. A good portion of them probably just tuned in as a get rich quick scheme. Not, not all of them, not most, but just a, a lot, right? I think what we're seeing is that these, these special interests, these elites are trying to convince people, go buy Dogecoin, go buy, go buy silver. But we're seeing something else more nefarious than ever. We are seeing exactly why Wall Street bets is doing what they're doing. We are seeing the crony machine in play. They are lying to you to get you to buy silver so they can pump the price of silver up. Then all of their friends will sell out when silver peaks leave you holding an empty bag. They do it all the time and they're doing it in our face right now. Now, it's not not just the New York Post there. It's also CNBC that has this headline. Silver jumps 8% touches eight year high as Reddit traders try their squeeze play with the metal. And when you look at the media coverage, it, it definitely kind of changed. It was always sinister. It was always extremely negative towards Redditors, towards the plebes or peasants who are actually gaining some financial uh, wisdom and outsmarting the Wall Street guys. It was always negative towards them because they're not part of the in-club. Uh, the, they're not part of the establishment. But but we have to understand, it's always coming from the same kind of point of view. It's always coming from the same kind of perspective. Washington Post wrote an opinion piece about the hedge funds being the good guys. We have MSNBC literally had an anchor on there talking about how the Reddit traders are going to be self-harming themselves like Instagram women who are depressed that they're going to start cutting themselves because they're wasting their time. I'm not kidding you. It's absolutely bonkers and absolutely just insane, the coverage we're seeing That's by crazy. MSNBC. And then, of course, we also had Jimmy Kimmel on oh, yeah. television <laughs> to the national public talking about these amateur investors who are maybe influenced by Russia. What? Literally. Russian bots. Yes. Russian developers. Russian it, assets, was, it was exactly what he said. Quote, but but look at the obfuscation. Look at the manipulation. Look at the disinformation propaganda campaign used against individuals, the plebs, who are finally playing in the stock market by the rules of the hedge funds. And the hedge funds and establishment are saying, wait, 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 wait. We can only win this game, not you, when they're playing by the rules fairly. It's absolutely insane. It's it's borderline criminal. There, If we lived in a fair system and there was justice in this world, there would be some serious criminal charges, but there's not. Janet Yellen, I mean, she's on the take here, obviously getting paid, in my opinion. In my opinion, she's on the take, but but she's, she's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars from these companies. These companies have a revolving door within the U.S. Federal Reserve. Ben Bernanke's also involved in Citadel. I mean, you could name the list of government officials that just go from one day public representatives of you to selling you out the next day. And it's absolutely sickening what's going on here. And guess what? It's only going to get a lot worse Dude, from this here. This is, I, I was left dumbfounded this yeah. morning. But, but I, this what, is a good sign though. But this is, this is how yeah, they're panicking. The veil, the and, veil was shattered. Exactly. Yeah. This is a great sign because look how desperate they're becoming that they're literally, you know, going at the straws here being like, silver, silver. Now, I personally like silver. I, I even made a video two weeks ago saying, hey, I, I even interviewed someone in the silver business and I was like, I personally like silver as an alternative to the dollar. Not financial advice, uh, just my own personal opinion. But even now, when you look at the top Reddit post and you look at what people are saying, they're saying, wait, 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 there, there is no short on silver 
A lot of hedge funds do own silver as well, and they make good good points there that really are worth considering. Well, here, there's, here's the interesting thing. Uh, well, actually, before I get into it, let me say this. Silver's fantastic. Silver's yeah. great. I love silver. Yeah, I Just love not when it's being pumped and dumped. When, when all the media is claiming fake something fake is happening, like, all these Redditors are telling you to buy silver. They're not. The price of silver skyrockets. You buy in when, when silver is at $30, and then you're all excited. And then the hedge funds who are seeking to offset their losses sell out huge portions of silver at a market, at, at, at a premium from your money. Then when silver tanks, the regular people panic, not understanding the market, losing all of that money. And then Wall Street absorbs it all, buys back the silver they gave out in the first place and makes that money. They make money on top and they get the silver back at the same time. That's the game. That's the manipulation. So how high do you think they'll pump it? I don't know. Some people are posting like, it's going to hit 500. Oh, maybe. I, I've seen some interesting posts where they say, dude, in reality, silver should be way higher. Yeah, you were saying they artificially keep the price low so that well, we I don't, don't panic on it. That's what on they're our- saying online. They're saying that these companies, you know, like if people, if, if silver tracked with inflation, exactly. it's way higher. Yeah. So, it's but, been but, like 16 bucks but, for a decade or here's, for yeah. decades. Here's the really interesting and important thing about what's going on is that they're not telling people to buy physical silver. They're telling them yeah. to buy oh, that's SLV. The, that's where it's at. Which yeah, is, that's the, what, I, I think that's silver futures. I'm not entirely sure. Geez, no. Buy actual silver. I'm not an investment strategist, but buying well, well, stock in something is very, you know. Ian, Ian is, a, is, a, is a crazy hippie guy in the, the metal. Don't listen to him for financial <laughs> You can rub it on your neck. You can stick it on your third eye. That's what I do with my gold. <laughs> Don't you drink it like you put it in your drinks? You, colloidal, yeah. It's antimicrobial, yeah, yeah. antibacterial. They put it in their clothes. You ever see the silver clothing? Scrubs. No, but yeah. I hear it's great for you. That's why there was always the, the term born with a silver spoon in his mouth. You can brush your teeth with it. A lot of people believe that silver you know, has antibacterial, antiviral properties. Mm-hmm. You can rub it in yeah. wounds. And it, and it kills werewolves. Yeah, they use and it, it kills werewolves. That's yeah, the most exactly. important part. No, but, so here's, here's the thing. Rabbit dogs. <laughs> I, I heard a lot of people saying they're trying to get people to buy SLV um, and not physical silver. But if everyone tried buying physical silver, it would seriously squeeze out all of the uh, all of the the uh, actual physical bullion stores and everything, which could actually have a serious impact yeah. because apparently the banks wouldn't be able to cover if people actually wanted. So I don't look. I'm not going to pretend to be a stock guy. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm a media guy. I know how the media lies. I know the games they play. So don't get advice from me on what you do f- with stock. For me, this is about the overlap between the, the Wall Street bets redditors and what they're actually saying and me being a critic of the media and, ex- and trying to expose them and their manipulation and now seeing how you got a bunch of the little, it's the little guy. This dude, deep effing value, who's now become a multimillionaire off of his, you know, his bets. He's just some dad in like the Massachusetts area. He is not the machine. But now he's in the top point. What was he? Point one percent now. Net worth is like thirty something million dollars. Dude, there are CEOs who, who who don't make that much money in a year, and he's made it in six months. Doing what? What did he? How did he make it? Yeah, investing in GameStop. Wow, that's right. Because it was at like five bucks, and now it's at three hundred. Wow. So <laughs> very serious increase in all of your money, and he's posting you know his YOLO updates, and it's like twenty million per twenty million dollars up, thousands of percent. They don't like that. You're not allowed to be in the club. We talked about this with Bernie Sanders a while back, how Bernie Sanders used to say the millionaires and the billionaires in this country. And then one day he stopped saying the, stopped saying the millionaires. One day he became a millionaire. Exactly. He sold a book. Yep. Sold a book, became a millionaire, and now he doesn't say it anymore. And that's insane because you still can. Not, someone but got- also, 
Also, we've talked about this before. I think the millionaires really aren't the problem. Maybe if you're like a 998 million. Not, dude, even someone who has 200 million. 200 million is a can, lot. They can invest. But someone that's worth $2.3 million isn't, isn't. Right. Yeah. So why Bernie Sanders dropped that is beyond me. But that's, that's, I don't want to get off on a tangent on Bernie just yet. We have some stuff on Bernie for later. The media is smearing him. What I'm saying is Bernie was standing outside that mansion, the clubhouse, with all the elites and all the, re- the wealthy you know, people. And he was outside. And he was like, oh, I want to be inside there with the millionaires and the billionaires. Oh, the millionaires and the billionaires are awful. Screw them. It was sour grapes. You can't beat them. Join them. But then one day they open the door and they say, Bernie, come on in. You can be one of us. And now he stops saying the millionaires because they let him in the club. This dude, deep, deep effing value on Wall Street bets is not part of the club. And so now he somehow found his way inside this building and they're pissed off. They're looking over. They're all wearing their fancy suits, pinkies out with their <laughs> and their monocles. And they see this dude with a red bandana on who's sell, who bought a bunch of GameStop stock. And it reminds me of like I played a poker game once and I literally had no idea what I was doing. because This was when I was like 18. And I hell, I, I, I kept, uh, I kept, uh, betting more and I was holding two seven offsuit. And I ended up winning because the last dude folded and he was really angry. And then I showed what I had and he started screaming and yelling, what? You shouldn't have folded. You should have folded. I should have won. And I was like, I played better, I guess. No, it was just dumb luck. I had no idea. I had the worst possible hand. And so now you have these people who are in the club who have, who have sold their souls, who have dropped to their knees and given everything to be in that club. And this dude walks in with this bandana on and he's like, I don't know. I just bought a stock that was probably not supposed to go up and I screwed the hedge funds That's over. like that Eddie Murphy movie from the 80s. What was it called? Trade, uh, Trading Places. Was that what it was? Yeah, Trading Places, I think, where he awesome. became the rich guy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they give the, the bunk information to the, the, these big investors and then screw them over. He and Dan Aykroyd, is it? Did they switch yeah, places? Yeah, Eddie Murphy yeah. and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, great movie. Dan Aykroyd is this like rich Wall Street trader and he's like snooty. And Eddie Murphy's a homeless guy and they make a bet and they switch him to see if they can like make it work or whatever. Yeah. It's a great movie, by the way. Time to watch that movie. I definitely want to watch it. That's a, that's a really fun movie. People are posting that like as a like memes, yeah, of, it. Saw memes that. of it. Yeah. yeah right. That's why it was on my mind, I guess. Yeah. Uh, didn't Max Kaiser just a few years ago call for buying silver to squeeze out JP Morgan? He's, there, he's, he's, he's saying, he's saying yeah. I think Max is tweeting now to do it. Yeah, I'm looking at what Max is doing now. I'm, I'm going to look at his uh, Twitter account just to see because he he's also a big silver guy. He's a big alternatives guy to the U.S. dollar. So it'll be interesting to see what he says. I remember uh, seeing a lot of silver news with him just a few years ago about this specific well, topic. Well, listen, listen. I I like Max. He's a very smart guy. But he's also uh, he's a he's a crypto guy. He's a Bitcoin guy. And I wonder if his perspective on it is what they're doing to the hedge funds won't break the system. It'll break the hedge funds. And crypto will break the system. So that's why he's, you know, telling everybody you got to go after crypto, short the whole, you know, short squeeze the whole system. But I will say, you know, maybe Max is right. Uh, far be it for me to criticize that guy that, you know, for those that aren't familiar, Max Kaiser is he's been in the game for longer than I've been alive. And there was a funny video he posted from like 1987 of him ragging on yuppies. And I'm like, dude, I was pro- I wasn't I was like one. So uh, respect, respect to Max. What I can say is the Redditors are saying, here's our mission. And so what we're seeing now with all of this, it's, this is very similar to what happens with any semi-decentralized mass movement. We saw with Occupy Wall Street, the first one. A lot of people were like, yo, we're mad at the banks. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people came up and started screaming about non-related, unrelated issues. I remember I was down at Occupy Wall Street, and they were having a meeting over what their main demand should be. Well, everybody was there because the big bank bailouts and the, 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 the gambling they did that destroyed the market, destroyed everyone's livelihood. And I remember one, one day while they're having this meeting with like a ton of people, 
some guy, just like old white dude, randomly stood up and screamed, what is wrong with you people? Fracking is the problem. It's the center of everything. And I'm like, what does fracking have to do with the banks? But in his mind, everything, because he couldn't see past his own desire and demands. So now you're seeing a lot of people posting. Now's our chance, everybody. Buy Dogecoin. Why? So they can get, get rich off Dogecoin. Buying Dogecoin doesn't hurt anybody. And what happens is when the price of Dogecoin collapses because there's no demand or interest, then people get left holding an empty bag. But what they're doing with, with GameStop and AMC and Bed Bath & Beyond and American Airlines, these were the short targets. So now these hedge funds are going to lose money. What they're doing has an impact. But a bunch of people saw that power. They saw all of these people shining their lights in a single direction, creating a massive you know, effect. And they said, if only I could point that in the direction I want, I could have more power. So everyone's trying to now wield the power of Wall Street bets for themselves. We're seeing Twitter accounts pop up with the image claiming like they're part of the movement or speak, you know, in some way for it. We're seeing different Reddits pop up saying very similar things. But there is an overall unity for the most part. Like there's a majority or a majority of people saying GameStop, AMC. Those are the targets. Yeah. Well, the movement's biggest strength is also its biggest weakness because it is decentralized. You don't really see a big rallying call. You do see a lot of censorship. You do see a lot of obfuscation by the mainstream media, but it's also a bunch of people being like, hey, and a bunch of noise. So it's very hard to kind of organize that into one big vocal uh, kind of representation here. So it could be just disorganized chaos that happened organically, or it could be pushed on and spurred on by some other elites who, of course, are benefiting off of people being fractured and divided and conquered both are possible here but to me the clear winner today is definitely popeyes <laughs> yes popeyes chicken popeyes with yes. their tendies for all campaign with literally providing promo codes uh for everyone uh based off the stocks of the redditors um you know obviously you know going into the popular will obviously tuning into this kind of new movement and uh, trying to, of course, profit off of it by selling uh, probably uh, most likely GMO chicken. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm tell, down. Tell me about this. I don't so, know. so Popeye's put up a commercial that said, tendies aren't just for the Wall Street elites. <gasps> tendies are for everyone. Because the meme is that when you do really, really well and like on your stock and you get a profit, it's you're getting your tendies or whatever. Okay. So they were like tendies for everybody. So Chicken if you, tendies. so now there's a promo code where if you spend, I guess, I guess here we are promoting Popeyes. Oh, for look them. at that! All right. You see the game? You see <laughs> how it works? Popeyes. They did it. It worked. Magic. It's something like if you spend five bucks, you get free free chicken tenders. Oh. I, I, it's, Wait, if you spend I, five I, bucks if on, you, on if you order on online, you use the promo code of the GME stocks and you get a special discount or something. Yeah. Oh, so if, okay. you, if you if you do like dollar sign GME dollar sign AMC, oh wow, they bought it, so they're using the the movement tendies. as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, good, good, good. I love, love this. It. You know why? Because regular people will see this and and not know what it is. Right. If we get more corporate marketing to embrace the idea that there's money to be made from people who are excited and happy about this. Then they're going to get more people rallying and, and coming in and, and investing those stocks. So, like, if people signed up on TimCast.com with the special promo code, there's no special GME. promo. No, there, are, no, there aren't no, promo no. codes. We, we give no <laughs> tendies. That'd be a fun game. Tendies, no tendies for all promo code. I mean, that's a good idea. Tendies for all. Dude, if if, if corporate marketing gets behind this, then you see real influential power being like, "We're hip and with it." Yes. But hey, <laughs> sure, fellow kids. That, yeah, I'm waiting on Amazon to go full awakened uh, no look, look, look. Doubt that. start accepting I mean, cryptocurrency no, I, 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 are you kidding Listen. me <laughs> like yeah yeah that's yeah, like dude. a very naive amazon owns twitch yeah. 
Right on. And that's like uh, the, the, the streamer Destiny, who's a leftist, got stripped from the partner program because he defended Kyle Rittenhouse. That's so crazy. Yeah. The, that's, that's Amazon. They own the Washington Post. Who said Jeff the hedge Bezos. fund? Who said the hedge funds are the good guys? Yeah, I got like. They also said guns are white supremacy, and <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't need two thousand dollars. Like that's okay, literally some of the arguments that they're making right, right now. Right now, it's simple. It's it's never been more clear. If you're trying to figure out what's really going on and what you should support, if the media is saying it, assume the opposite. You guys ever see the episode of Seinfeld? Where George decides to just, he, he's a, such a failure. Just one yeah. day he decides, I'll do literally the opposite of whatever I do. And then everything works out for mm-hmm. him. That's a great episode, by the way. That's how I feel with the media. If the mainstream media is coming out and saying one thing, assume it's just the opposite. It's sunny today. It must be raining. Well, that can get confusing because you, you are the, this is media as well. So some, like, New, what, and so, this is corporate media. Tim Cast is a corporation. Oh, come on. It is technically corporate media. Sure, sure. It's we just barely qualify as a small business. Yeah. <laughs> Poor but, but it's corporate media, oddly enough. Um, so no, nah, there's what, a bit, what we're, draw, not, we're is, not, is it that, that it's like, there's the billionaire guard, class right? yeah. and then there's, you know, private enterprise. Dude. This is a private enterprise. And like uh, Elon Amazon Musk. is the billionaire class that exploited and used and manipulated government for their own personal benefit. That's a whole different category. But like Tesla's the billionaire class. But They're getting a lot of government contracts as well. Listen, yeah. listen, there are still remnants of good old capitalism alive and well today in this country that people who work hard and provide a good service will find themselves doing well and expanding their business and having a large platform. CNN are liars. They cheat. They steal. They manipulate. They're propped up by being put in hotels and airports all over the, all over the country and the world. It's not organic when they get their ratings. Now they're, they're, they're ending CNN airport, but it's all just, it's, it's pumped. Look at, look at you, look how YouTube. You want to talk about corporate media. YouTube puts CNN and CBS and NBC on the front page. I have to just. We just get suppressed. Black it out. So here's here's what I'm telling people. Right now, we have this interesting nonpartisan mass effort where everyone can see the media is lying. But you, listen, capitalists, you know, like people who are not into socialism, socialism, look at what's happening with the corruption and the command economy, how these elites can control socialism for, for me, but not for the essentially. They say, see, that's socialism when the powerful elites steal the resource and keep it for themselves. Socialists are saying that's capitalism, mm. that through the through their monopolistic power, they collude and just stop poor people from being able to get access to any of the resources. And I'm just like, yo, that's just corruption. Capitalism is cap, laissez-faire capitalism and capitalism can be utopian when we believe in this beautiful world of free trade. Socialism can be utopian. My personal opinion, you need a little bit of both. You need a little mixed economy here. You need some social programs, but you got to have a good regular, you, you got to have a good system that can weed out failing programs and improve them. And you need market competition and the ability of individuals to work and trade as they see fit. Right now, it's the wrong conversation because we should be all, all in agreement. Whatever you want to call it, there's a group of extremely powerful elites who are stripping away the resources and value from working class people. You want to call that socialism? Fine, you want to call it capitalism? I don't care. Can we just arrest some people? Can we just get some rallying behind the manipulation? Can we call out this this purposefully circuitous system that makes it so hard to track when you're trying to figure out how any of this stuff works and you're like, I don't know what half these companies are. So no one knows what the Fed is. No one knows how the Federal Reserve it's works. It's sad and true, man. And not Scary. a lot of people know much about it. And I don't even know much about it as much as I'd like to. I want to have an expert on here. Uh, I think David Portnoy. I could work on that. David Portnoy, I think, said it best. Jail. Jail. That's it. Stick jail. So what do we need? The I, I agree. SEC to go after the DTCC? Again, that's very high. The former head of the SEC made comments very favorable towards the hedge fund, very against Bro. these Reddit traders. 
Elizabeth Warren defended huh. the hedge funds. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Who uh-huh. go? Who who does the arrest then? Who does the investigation? The Justice Department? No, 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 no. It's the local sheriff who will come and arrest you, Ian, for daring to speak but, up against the But machine. who's going to go after the DTCC? Nobody. For extorting no, games no. or for extorting Robin Hood? No. No. No one's going to go after them. You're the rabble. They come for you. I'm not the rabble, Tim. No one's going to arrest the these people. People always You're naively th- think that the law applies to everyone. It doesn't. When you're super rich, you live by a whole different standard of laws and rules that don't apply to you, that apply to everyone else. Is that else. always the case? It, yes. It's, no, 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 no. It's not the super rich. It's the club. Because look at that yeah. lawyer. There was that, that, that FBI lawyer who, fab, who fabricated the establishment, The establishment elite. Are you correct me? Yes. I agree with you. Look at uh, Jack Ma. That's another great example of uh, the club. Someone with money. And, and then, oh, yeah. yeah. Has uh, he resurfaced yet? Look, they're investigating. He, he, they're investigating Elon Musk now. Yeah, they're going after him because he allegedly didn't hire enough non-U.S. citizens. I think that's the story. That yeah, familiar, Lydia, yeah. can you look that up? Yeah, uh, uh, Elon Musk investigated for hiring non-U.S. citizens, which is a little bit mind-boggling. But I think in the Justice Department, you have a either, mandatory either way, thing that you need to hire non-U.S. citizens. E- e- either way, the issue is Elon Musk may be, I think, he's the second richest guy on the planet. They will come after yeah, him. That's the article. They do not like yeah, him. Yeah, you found it. He's not in the club. But the reality is the club is falling apart. Yeah, and I think it says it in the second byline there. Uh, the about DOJ's the... immigrant and employee rights section said it received a complaint of employment discrimination from a non-U.S. citizen in May and said SpaceX refused to comply with a subpoena for relevant documents related to hiring. My mind is blown. Yeah. Well, there you go. I know that he's pretty oh, here harsh about who he hires look, look, and look. fires. The U.S. Department of Justice is investigating SpaceX over whether the company discriminates against non-U.S. citizens in its hiring, according to court documents filed on Thursday. That's insane. Wow. What? That is crazy. I remember reading you that can't... a couple of days ago and reporting on it on my channel. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. They're going after him for that? You can't what? discriminate against... That... Listen, we're America. We're not... Look, look. You know what they I They don't have social Listen. security numbers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yep. How's that supposed like, to work? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it painfully obvious right now what's happening? Hmm. The club. Let's, okay, so we talked about something a while ago about, I, I think it was last week I was talking about Hillary Clinton losing. And I was like, I always thought the game was rigged. You know, I was huh. just like, what's the point of voting? And then Donald Trump won. And I was like, huh, I guess you really can get your candidate to win. That restored my faith in the system. All right. But then I wondered, how is it that he won? Like, Certainly, the establishment elites who manipulate media and manipulate the markets could have wrangled up enough effort to to win. And I'm not talking about fraud or cheating. I'm talking about, you know, mail-in voting systems, about changing laws, about, you know— uh, um, Running stories like what they're doing right now about silver. Just blatantly yeah, right, right, wrong, right, right, right. Just wrong stories. Over I mean. manipulation. And it's because they, didn't un- they underestimated the internet and the meme magic. No joke. Mm-hmm. Trump was memed into the presidency. And they overestimated Hillary Clinton. Definitely. Maybe a definitely. Bit, yeah. Yep. And so then I started to think maybe the, the, the establishment elites who normally have a have an airtight control of the media and the narrative and the system are, are slipping. They're losing their grip. Now you look at what's going on with GameStop, the GameStop stocks, and it's like they, they're losing their grip. The hedge funds are, are, are bleeding out cash. Now you look at how the media responded with this what looks to be a coordinated smear campaign to trick regular Americans into buying up this SLV, losing money. But we can see right through it now. 
It's almost like, you know, the Wizard of Oz and they pulled the curtain back and we can see the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and like, he's still going. Just close my eyes and they won't see me. <laughs> right. See me, yeah. when, when I was on the show, one of the first times, you were like, what do we do? What's the solution? I'm like, memes. And you're like, what do you mean memes? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm right. like, dude, you don't get it, man. There's a whole culture that even Popeyes is picking up on. And the memes are, are literally the ones dude. that are waking people up and are more effective than a lot of the mainstream media propaganda. Lydia? The cathedral is terrified of memes. I think ever since Trump was elected, I think watching this GameStop stuff is really making it worse. Yeah, there's a lot of even uh, documents that were uncovered and I have to refresh myself and I don't want to speak out of hand here. And I and I think they well, were referred to, to, water. To, uh, <laughs> to special operations talking about meme warfare that was released by Edward Snowden. I have to double check, Ooh, but, but th- th- there's this is something that of course government agencies see as a massive threat and I, I think that, I think the memes, I mean, they're, they're viral right now. I, I'm, I'm tweeting and I'm Instagramming a whole bunch of them all the time because just in that one simple image, in that simple re- representation, you're able to get across ideas so much more effectively than any video, than any photo, than any article, than any other kind of media form. And it's really its own form and, and the shares and the clicks and the way that this spreads is just exactly how this whole Reddit movement started and exactly how it, it, it has a momentum and has an energy. And, and when you look at even you know the Epstein situation, no one even knew about it until the memes started coming out yeah. and that hashtag started coming out. So so this is key and essential. And, and looking at the memes now, things are mo- looking in favor of the Redditors. There's, there's something really interesting. Jon Stewart, I guess, joined Twitter recently. Mm. Yeah. And he tweeted cheering on the the Redditors. He, he joined Twitter. Did I say Reddit? He joined Twitter yeah. and started no, cheering. No, you said Twitter. Okay. He started, and now he's cheering on the Redditors and GameStop saying, good, kick it to Wall Street, you know, take them for what they're worth. Jimmy Kimmel... <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't find this tweet. I, got, I don't know if Jimmy Kimmel deleted it, but a bunch of people were sharing it. Yeah, I saw it. Apparently, he said, real Donald Trump, is this you? Or something like that. That you? Dude, and, he is obsessed. Well, no, no, no. Someone made a really good point. Jon Stewart is an old school liberal who has been out of the game for several years. He's probably been minding his own business for the most part, not realizing the, sh- the realignment that's occurred. Jimmy Kimmel is realignment left. So he's, a mock- he's mocking uh, uh, Jon Stewart. John Stewart comes out and says the right thing as a leftist, and he gets he gets accused of being Trump. And you look at what CNN said: Trumpism explains what's going on with with CNN. Jimmy yep. Kimmel has has lost. I mean, this is maybe I'm just preaching to the choir. This is obvious, but he is completely gone. Well, if you, if <laughs> you look gone. at, I he's mean, gone. He's done. I was going to say something yeah. kind of offensive. You know that term off the Native American. The whole phrase off the reservation is a very racist yeah, phrase I've come to is learn. It, but I, I didn't know the origin. It just means something about a Native American leaving, and then it's like, that makes them crazy or something well, like oh, that. I don't interesting. know. Yeah. Well, also, back to Jimmy Kimmel here. I mean, when you look at him, you look at his eyes, he, he looks beaten. Wow. He looks defeated. He looks like... I, you know, I don't want to kind of expound on here, but, but he looks like he's not there. He looks like he's just absolutely miserable doing his job. Yes. Look, yeah. look, when I, when I see a lot of these people in media, Colbert and Kimmel and these like late night hosts, there's no passion. Nope. They don't care. It's like, dude, give me the script and I'll read it. Okay. So, uh, Russian bots are buying stock and, uh, what's that line? Mm-hmm. Redditor? What is what, what, Redditor? When he, when he gave I don't know that, what that is. That talk, oh, they're bad guys. And I would advise everyone to go watch this Kimmel talk. It's thirty seconds long, and he t- and he mentions that the redditors might be Russian assets, did Russian he, bots. Yes. Did he write that, or did his writers write that and hand it to him, and he just went with it? This it's the really, cathedral, man. It's disgusting. The what does what Russia have anything to do with these yeah. Russian people? 
with these with these Russian yeah. people. Russian. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It starts with an R. There's alliteration involved. Well, Bloomberg yeah. even went on to describe people a part of this larger movement as insurrectionists. So did the former SEC chairman. Uh, so we have to understand that this is aggressive language that we're seeing towards poor people playing the market and outsmarting the people who used to play the market, you know, the hedge funds. This reminds me of Occupy Wall Street. Because mm. at Occupy Wall Street, the banks began to rupture. You could well, see their terror. Um, the whole industry was like, well, you know what? The jig is up. It's it, we're we're done for. Let's save as many of our necks as we can because they're we're, yeah, it, the, it's but, over. But just really quick, I want to make a point here. What made Occupy Wall Street prominent because it was ignored for a very long time was a disproportionate response by the state. They were extremely aggressive and they hit back very hard. And it, there was one pepper spray incident that really went viral that started everything. Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney, exactly. And it was literally overreaction by the state. We're seeing another overreaction by the authorities by the establishment right now as we're speaking with this absurdity that some people are calling news let, let me let me tell you luke democracy dies in darkness did you know this ah, i heard the that washington that, post phrase from which is the bezos times uh, in their in their op-ed about the hedge funds being the good guys let me read a passage for you they said yes. this time is different the GameStop speculators are not merely in a frenzy about one stock their goal is to destroy the traders who link stock prices to fair value. To suggest a political analogy, they are not just blindly devoted to their candidate. They deny the legitimacy of the opposition party. They are not just acting within the system. They want to overthrow the system. It's as though, just imagine, a rabble gripped by conspiracy theories were to attack the rules of democracy itself. The name GameStop is apt. Do you know what that passage is saying? They're saying the Redditors are the same thing as Trump supporters, and the action they're taking is the same as the insurrection, is, is the, is, they're calling it, you know, essentially the insurrection attacking democracy itself, the who, storming of the Capitol. Who wrote that, by the way? Uh, he, oh, you're gonna like this, Luke. This is Sebastian Malaby. He's the Paul A. Volcker Senior Fellow for International Economics, the Council on Foreign Relations. Oh, okay. Makes <laughs> oh, perfect the sense there. Yes, I know this. You know, CFR. we have barely... They, they kicked me out of there permanently and banned me. You were walking when... around with Volcker. Yes. I had a very interesting <laughs> conversation with Mr. Paul Volcker. You could look it up on We Are Change. He was actually very nice, but he was lost. So I was literally telling him where to go into a secret VIP room that he accidentally took me into. Oh, whoopsie. Because security goes <laughs> like, oh, he's clearly with him. And then that's when he brought me to Ben Bernanke, another individual who, by the way, is also a senior advisor at Citadel, which people should know, huh. and is also the former chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve. And Citadel owns stock, the silver stock. That's you said that's like fifty percent of their. They uh, own, I guess, they own SLV. Look, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just basically going off of what Wall Street bets has been saying about what's huh. going on. So you went to the CFR. I kind of want to touch on this. Oh yeah, yeah, a number when, of times where they had press events, and and it was actually. This is a wild story, too. It was Eric Schmidt's girlfriend who kicked me out of the CFR permanently because I was always coming in there and then they kicked me out and they denied me press credentials. So I had an alias that I went under. I got in there again. Then they kicked me out. Then I had a third <laughs> alias. Then Can I say your alias? I don't, I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't, say. Well, one of them, out. I'll release one of them. One of them is public and his name was Bill. Yes. And last name DeBerg. So when you read that together, <laughs> oh, it makes yeah. a you statement about and another. They didn't, they didn't notice. They didn't notice. They didn't notice. They're like, oh, you got Mr. Bill here. Let him in. Because I did the accreditation. Bill I had the credentials. They let me into the Council on Foreign Relations and they had press conferences. And I stood up, asked my question like everyone else. But the difference was I wasn't kissing butt. I wasn't throwing softballs. I went right for the gullet verbally with hardcore, legitimate, reasonable questions. 
that should have been asked about corruption and all these horrible things that these people do in secret that was finally exposed with this questioning. They hated it, kicked me out three times. And the fourth time, Eric Schmidt's girlfriend, because I looked who this, who this was, gave me a call personally. She's like, Luke, we know who you are. <laughs> Just stop it. You're banned. You're not coming in. We're doing this because you're going to be arrested if you step foot into the CFR. I don't care how many aliases. I don't care how many disguises you have. You're not coming in. And I'm like, ladies and ladies five. and gentlemen, uh, I waited outside. Who's, by who's, the way, who's Eric Schmidt again? Eric Schmidt is the former chairman of Alphabet, the former head of Google, who okay. also is right. working with the government, especially the Pentagon, on their technological advancements now, of the military. Now that you've mentioned Eric yeah. Schmidt is formerly the head of uh, Google. If you were wondering why he might get banned in the future, it's because this guy's got to sitting right here. Well, my channel was kicked out of the partner program. I think very unfairly. I mean, if I mean, did you ever find out why? No. Oh, come on. No. He 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 he. You ambushed Eric Schmidt. And I didn't ambush. I asked him no, a no, no, question. Ambush journalism is just a reference to you seeing him walking and going up and asking him a question. Yeah, I'm, like, not, I'm not saying it derogatory. I, I politely way. asked him about financing and fundraising. A lot of the tink thanks uh, that were tink thanks. Sorry. Good enough. Uh, you know what I'm saying <laughs> here. Think tanks. Think tanks that were organizing the term fake news. Because the term fake news kind of came out of nowhere, nowhere and it was galvanized as a way pushed by Hillary Clinton to go against Donald Trump, to go against independent media. And it all started, uh, according to a lot of investigative journalism, from a lot of the groups that were financed directly by him and Google. So I went up to him and I was like, hey, Eric Schmidt, let's talk about you working with Hillary Clinton on her campaign. Let's talk about you donating to her and you helping her create some of the biggest buzzwords that the media is using right now and weaponizing right now to destroy free speech. And then he looked you in the eyes and said, listen here, you little pissant. I'm going to strip your YouTube channel from the partner program no, make oh, a no, no, no. he was like this is effing absurd uh you're effing crazy i'm like sir please stop cursing you're gonna get my youtube video demonetized <laughs> 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 and obviously i knew that you know but but that's not the first time we got him uh we also got him at another bilderberg in switzerland this is all of course as he's going to the bilderberg group meeting which the mainstream media by and large chooses not to report on even though it's 150 of the most let's, influential people come together in secret let's do, let's we, we got we got uh hit, well, hit that point cause I'm how, how do these all factor in there's bilderberg davos and the council on foreign relations there's also the trilateral commission and there's groups within groups within groups and affiliations within all these different groups and i could talk about this for hours but one last thing before we segue i kind of really wanted to bring up some of the amazing positive stories we should focus on some of those here and those are of individuals who enriched themselves through this whole gamestop saga and they're doing incredible things the new york post has an article right now that is titled college student donates gamestop gains to buy video games for sick kids and there's a large number of these individuals actually going out of their way taking profit and doing really like amazing things that are that are helping people you look at the hedge funds that, that money yeah that's hedge fund money yeah hmm. exactly yeah. that what, what did hedge funds do the 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 ceo of of malvin capital is still moving forward with literally destroying and bulldozing a house next to his so he could build a tennis court that's what melvin capital is this kid he's making sure sick kids get video games he's making sure People get helped in their communities, and you see tons of these stories. There was another post on Reddit that said, this is for my father, um, that was absolutely a tearjerker, that, that talked about a lot of the bigger things, about a lot of the bigger reasons, a lot of the motive behind this, which is absolutely this, this, important to know. The story was that his dad's uh, construction company, I believe, construction, yeah. was destroyed by the housing market crisis caused by these big banks. 
And that since then, he's become like basically a destitute alcoholic who's lost the will to live. Yes. And so he's like, this is for you, dad. This is, this is, you know, I love the, that. The, 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 the son has come back for vengeance against those. But who this is him. important. A lot of these Reddit kids saw their families devastated, especially in 2008. They were kicked out of their homes in the, in the housing market crisis. Last year, they had their private businesses, enterprises shut down by the lockdowns. And here they are saying, we're going to come together and we're going to play by the rules and we're going to work the market towards the benefit of everyone we're gonna literally be robin hood in the modern day and age and what happens the system conspires colludes against them calls them insurrectionists calls them losers says they're connected to russia says that they're going to be cutting themselves and 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 harming themselves are you kidding me because they made a little bit of money that they're actually spreading around to the economy that is sick and disgusting bastardization of news and people's responsibility if you're a journalist right now and you're not reporting on this fairly and honestly you are not a journalist you're a propaganda mouthpiece for the establishment elite and you have no soul with Within yourself and i am they, sick they, of these people they know it yeah. and they don't care like when i saw that bloomberg that clip from wall street about, about the bloomberg saying redditors lose interest i'm like what are, you, what are you talking about it's the number one post right now on reddit telling people to buy more stock one dude just announced he's putting a million dollars into gamestop Ooh. a million bucks right now yes. the interest is not going down they are lying these are not journalists they know they're propagandists for the state and they know what they're doing for the longest time i've given many of them the benefit of the doubt but each and every one of these who is writing an article saying, buy silver, Redditors want you to buy silver, they know they are lying. Or they're just useful idiots who are too stupid to do their job. One thing's for sure, they're not journalists. Yeah. But, but listen, listen, we, we, we're, this, is a, this is a good segue because my friends, why is it that Washington, D.C. is putting up these permanent barricades now in the green zone? You, you hear about this, no. right? Yeah, yeah so you, know, you know they set up the, the barricades all around D.C.? Yeah, yeah. It's permanent. Okay. When did this decide? When did they decide to make this Last permanent? Week. Okay. And they're going to leave five thousand National Guardsmen there. I've heard of this. You know why? There is a real threat. There is. They keep saying there's like a threat of white supremacy in the far right. It's not really that. I mean, they'll, they'll say that, but there is a threat. The real threat is the rabble who can see the shat. They can see now through the shattered veil. It's almost like the Matrix. And then one day, all these robots are tending to the human crop, and then a bunch of humans wake up, and they can see what's going on around them. And if the machine doesn't get a hold of things, those people are going to get real angry and they're going to rise up. So we see this massive security effort in D.C. Now we see the next and most interesting iteration in the desperation of the state because they're really scared about what happens when people realize not only is the game rigged, but we are stealing everything from you and your family and we're laughing the whole way down. A new gun bill would require public registry of all weapons. This is H.R. 127. This is... One of the most insane things I've ever read to the point where I really don't think it will pass. But this is a new gun control measure. It's been proposed by uh, Jackson Lee Sheila, a Democrat from Texas. And it's going to it requires a lot of things. I don't know if you have a lot of the the, the points on, on the gun control bill. I do. That you want to bring up specifically. I want to bring up more about that security theater you were bringing up because there's a CNN legal analyst named Elliot Williams who tweeted, quote, Seems like a good day for a reminder that in any other year, hundreds of giddy children from across Washington, D.C. would be sledding at the Capitol building all day long. They can't because the grounds are closed to the public following a domestic terrorist attack. 
And then, I mean, just the hyperbolic, just the fear-mongering, just the nonsense there. And I think Michael Tracy had a response that is worth noting here and commenting on. And he said, or alternatively, the children can't sled on the hill because a security theater panic has been ginned up and virtually no one in a position of influence has bothered even questioning it. I think think he's wrong. Why? It's not security theater. It could be. No. Um, no, 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 no. I'll tell you, it's that the media right now, their lies are so obvious. Luke, you were telling me about the Killdozer. Yes, I watched a documentary about the Killdozer, and my goodness gracious. Uh, that Give us is, the gist of the Killdozer story. It was an individual who felt wronged by city council, and he decided to take out his... Um, feelings of of being mistreated by the government by literally building huge slabs of steel surrounding a giant bulldozer, which he put in a 50 caliber firearm that was shooting out of and other rifles out of through little ports and went on a rampage in a small town, literally going after anyone who thought he was wrong by him. They couldn't stop him. It's called the killdozer. And he only got stopped because his killdozer fell into a basement when he was he like destroyed a city councilman's house or whatever. Well, he's going after one of the uh, businesses that was owned by one of the people that uh, that was wrong. It's not security theater. Now, the media is lying about in in my opinion, I think the media is lying about the threat, the far right. No, I think the real threat is that the veil has been shattered. They know it. They know we can now see them all working the machines behind the scenes going, "Uh oh, what do we do now? If you have one person who feels wronged by the government in that way, and this one person goes nuts and builds a killdozer, I mean, this is freaky stuff. We don't yeah. want this stuff. We don't want this. 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 No. No. We need to do everything in our power to prevent violence. But you prevent as much it as we can by having justice. But these 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 crony machine the crony machine doesn't want that. Instead, they're now putting up massive barricades around the Capitol to, so that so they're like, <laughs> we know what's coming. We know the rage is there, and they don't care if it's – look, the media will tell you one thing, but that's the point I bring up. That's why I bring up this new firearms yeah. restriction, like the restrictions, HR 127. They want you to have a license and insurance and a whole bunch of crazy things. Listen, no. the crazy thing about it is that there are a lot of people right now who have a bunch of guns. They would want you to pay, pay fees, get liability insurance. They would want you to register each and every weapon. Mandatory psych evaluations, a, a national gun owner license, gun insurance for everything, as well as a, a publicly accessible database. And they want to ban 50 BMGs. Uh, I mean, are are you kidding me? I mean, this is absolutely draconian. This is frightening. This is terrifying because you know there's going to be a lot of individuals who are not going to register their firearms. And this 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 you know House resolution makes it so you have to, or you face penalties and fines that could land you in jail for a year to forty years. Look at this. Let, let me let me read you from this article. I have this is from the Daily Fly. They say. A pro-gun group called the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms called the bill Insanity on Steroids. They say, over the years, we've seen some astonishingly bad legislation originate on Capitol Hill. But this one takes the term abomination to an entirely new level. One look at this bill and you wonder whether Congresswoman Jackson Lee ever heard of the Bill of Rights, which includes the Second Amendment. The bill would also ban all 50 caliber weapons. All 50 cal, not just BMG. All 50 cal. Now, now, my friends. A couple of years ago, I talked about, I was like, oh, why, maybe you have liability insurance or, you know, a license. And someone responded to me 
That's great. It's a really good idea, Tim. Uh, I'm totally in favor of getting you insurance, uh, liability insurance for your speech, and you have to get a license to be able to speak publicly. And then I was like, wait, wait, no, no, I don't want that. Like, oh, I see your point. The Bill of Rights says these things are in, in uh, you know, inalienable rights. We have the right to keep and bear arms. We have the right to speech. And I said, okay, that's that, you're right. I don't want any restrictions on my speech for the you know for the most part, except for like committing a crime. And it's already illegal to commit a crime with a weapon. Therefore, I, all right, you should keep able to keep, you should be able to have a weapon. Now they're doing everything in their power to you know make these moves. We knew it was coming under Joe Biden, but this when I read this, like it's a whole it, it, insanity on steroids is an understatement. Yeah. More importantly, I don't think it will pass because you're going to have some you know more moderate Democrats. Especially yeah. like, I, I can't see Bernie Sanders agreeing with this. Well, well there are so pr- some pro-gun Democrats out there, but we also have to remember there has been a huge surge of new gun owners. Yeah. A lot of them from cities, a lot of them from Democratic areas that are understanding that, hey, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't wait 15, 20, 30 minutes for a police to respond. Maybe it'll be better if I have something that I could defend myself with, just like all the celebrities and politicians have. You know, they have all these security guards. They have all these people always protecting them with firearms. And, and with this, you know, law, with this resolution that they're trying to get passed, H.R. 127, this is going to lead to massive amount of harm. This is going to lead to a massive amount of problems that's dude, dude. only going to make the situation it would, it would, that much worse. It would ban gun ownership for people under 21. What? It's not yeah. going to happen. That's, that is it. Like, you're, in a, you're a legal adult at 18. You have constitutional rights. You can fight in the military at 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've, all, we've already seen just how bad the, the, the laws are. And you know what? You know, I was really, I was, I'm, I've been thinking a lot more about this as I now own a, a decent quantity of firearms myself. Uh, my opinion on 2A has gone super far into pro 2A, whatever you want to call it. The, the, the Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed, right? Yeah. So should I be able to walk around bearing arms? Well, depends on where you're walking around, but for the Why? most part. Where? Why? What does that mean? If where? If you're walking around in my living room, I might have a say in it. Well, that's private property. Yeah. That's nothing to do with the gun. The, if, if, look, if someone breaks your house with a gun, it's a crime. Even if I invited but, you over and you just pulled out a gun and I didn't know you had one, I'd probably, you me to leave. I'd probably freak out. Yeah, but is that, it's not a crime. If you invite someone to your house, the, the issue is in many places, in like the vast majority of places, the government tells you you can't bear arms. No lie. Like legitimately. I was at the post office the other day and there was a sign in the door saying it is a violation of federal law to have a firearm inside, you know, post, law, post office or whatever. And I was like, how do they do that? Does the Constitution not exist? I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's a good thing to walk around with a gun literally everywhere. Like, I'm not saying that someone should open carry walking into a post office. I'm saying, isn't it weird? The Constitution says you can't do it. And they literally did. And that's it. The Constitution is beyond Swiss cheese. It is tattered rags. Hmm. So while I look at this and I'm thinking it won't pass, when you look at what, you know, Luke and other people are calling security theater, you look at the rage people have. And the manipulation tactics are starting to fail. They are getting scared to the point where I think they'll try and ram this through. Yeah, maybe, but it's junk. I mean, you can't. There's so many ghost guns now that have been 3D exactly. printed and unregistered. No one's going to. Those people, reality check, are not going to register their weapons. And if you try and pass a stupid bill like that, you're going to make a large segment of the American people criminals. And then that will lead to civil unrest at a level we haven't seen yet. So don't do it. Well, Normally, I'd say I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily agree because I think the American people typically comply. But I read a story about red flag laws. There was this old guy and it was apparently like, I don't know, some like ex-girlfriend or ex-wife 
called the police saying he was unwell and he was armed. So the police came to serve a red flag warrant or whatever they call it. That's where they take your guns away. They show up at your house. You've committed no crime. And they say, someone thinks you're unwell. You have to give us your guns and then wait a period until we go undergo an evaluation. And then you get your guns back. And if you fail, then you don't get your guns back. So this guy, he's an older guy. He's in his 60s, I guess. Here's a knock at the door. And he grabs his gun and he answers the door with the gun. And the cops tell him, we're here to take your guns. And he says, like, how you are. And so they fight over his gun. And then they shot and killed the guy. When yeah. people say, my cold, dead hands, they mean it. Right. And and God forbid a situation where the cops go to serve something like that and the cops get killed. And then yep. the cops are like, I'm not serving those stupid red flag things anymore. I'm not putting myself there. I'm not going into someone's house when they're armed and crazy to take their weapon. Let it's me, not my job. Let me ask you, Luke. Are you familiar with the phrase when the government, when the people fear their government, there is tyranny? But when the government fears their people, there is liberty. I think I heard about that one. Who said, uh, who once you, who, who was said Thomas that? Jefferson? Was it? I, I believe uh, so. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I believe that was it. What, 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 <laughs> these barricades that are being put up around D.C., are they for a foreign threat? Definitely not. Uh, the government seems to fear its people right now, but yeah. I'm not seeing a whole lot of liberty. Yeah. And also, you know, a lot of the things that are called upon with this House resolution are absolutely nonsensical. They don't make any sense. If you want to stop gun violence, you would deal with inner cities where guns are banned. That's where most of the gun homicides are at. Same with suicide, same with police officer shootings. When you look at the statistics, people having the ability to defend themselves is not a bad thing. Overall, especially in the kind of grander experiment in the United States, if you look at places that are more gun-friendly, where you have more freedoms to bear arms, you have a lot less crime, you have a lot less look, murders, you have a lot less homicides. And I think that's because people are, are equalized by, by knowing are, that they could defend themselves. Are you allowed to open carry in austin texas uh, i don't know about austin texas specifically they do have a very left-leaning mayor and yeah. a lot of transplants from california do move there gun laws are extremely spotty all over the united states there's no universal law you know places in new hampshire you could literally open carry anywhere and everywhere you go except for federal buildings uh but other places like new york city they make you jump through impossible hoops just to get a firearm for uh, personal home defense. So again, they vary. It all depends on the state. And there's so many different laws that ban one thing in one state, but it's totally legal in another state. Well, I looked up uh, AustinTexas.gov and it says that uh, you can open carry in the state of Texas. Is there widespread death, mayhem and murder from people who are legally owning guns in the city? In not, Texas? No. Not that we've uh, seen. No. You know, so I was uh, I was looking at some rural areas and, you know, driving around places in West Virginia and wondering, you know, I was thinking to myself, it's really funny. There's like volunteer fire department. There's no real police department. It's like sheriffs. So, so where's all the, where's all the gun violence from all these, these gun owners? In the inner cities it, it and, and deep but, cities. But, but that's not true for Austin. Like Austin has open carry. Texas is legit. So what's wrong with New York, California, and Chicago? They're packed in. Tight. Well, people people don't. No, that's not. I mean, people are sure. Forget, if a criminal wants a gun or a, a weapon or to hurt someone, they're going to find it one way or another. In Europe, they're using trucks, they're using buses, they're hey, using knives, and, and there's even a, conversations uh, in the United Kingdom about banning knives, and they have in some jurisdictions. Dude, there. they arrested. There was this big story a couple of years ago where they arrested a, a construction worker for having, I think, a Leatherman, and they're like, "It's a knife, sir," and he was like. But the law exempts like tools, and they're like, "Sir, it's a knife," and so they confiscated and gave him a, gave him a fine or something like that. That's that's uh that's the UK, dude. I, I've seen I've seen stories about kids in my neighborhood. 
tying a shoelace to a padlock and then swinging it and whacking someone in the head with it. So they banned padlocks. No joke. They were like, padlocks are banned. And I was like, why? And they were like, because someone tied it to a shoelace and whacked someone. You could fill a a sock with sand and break someone's skull with it. You (laughs) don't ban sand. Yeah. Well, sand, sand, ban the beach. sand, Sand wouldn't work all that well. You have to do quarters. That's what they do. They put they put chains. Quarters would do it, and then they put it in a sock. And Jeez. forks make people fat. We what? should ban forks. You could I mean, stab they, someone with a fork. You they, may want to yes, be. You, can, you may yeah. want to consider. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not even going to joke about that. No, it, it really is crazy to me that there's 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 serious cultural problems and guns. There's no correlation. I mean, look, people in New York have guns, and people will get shot. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's up the ridiculous amount percentage wise. Chicago, right? But why is it that in places where guns are heavily, restri- heavily restricted, you have these problems? And in places where guns aren't rest- heavily restricted, you kind of don't have these problems. Mm, pharmaceutical drugs? Yeah. Okay, well, it's well, a no, bit no, of a no. leap. But- Banning these tools won't make a difference because it won't address the problems that uh, you know particular cities Cultural are dealing problems. with. Cultural problems, family problems, father problems, family problems. There's a lot of bigger issues out there that if you really want to prevent harm, you could actually do. One of my favorite things was, you know, I saw an advertisement. I actually saw this on Reddit too, and it was eat McDonald's. And right next to it, it was like social distance. It's for your safety. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have these two larger contradictory messages out there, you know, and, and, and this idea that the government cares for you, that we need a bigger government to fix the, the, the government's problems that they created themselves. It's just, it's, it's insane. And, and gun control, I mean, it, it's a step towards total tyranny because once they go after that i mean anything's on the table for what they could do to you and we saw governments in canada governments in australia really push it to the limit to what they could do with their citizens right after they got rid of their ability to have uh you know firearms and we saw huge legislation canada australia that that almost uh, eliminated people's abilities to defend themselves it's not even i i don't i I think you know you're saying banning the tool won't change anything and i i think even out in places like west virginia Gun laws are, it's, it's totally cultural. Everything we're seeing, the crime, the problems, culture problems, the, the, the lack of crime in Austin has nothing to do with guns. I don't think the fact that someone can open carry deters crime. I, I'm thinking about how you can talk to a sheriff and he's going to be like, Hey man, you know, I'm not going to go in and mess with you and do these things. You go to New York and Tony Baloney pepper sprays four women on the street for no reason. It's cultural problems in big cities where people are nasty. And you know what I think it is? A lot of people say like, oh, it's the blue, it's the Democrats. And I'm like, no, no, I think, I think culture in decay in blue cities leads to corrupt politicians who use feel good Democrat policies to gain power. And then you look at these other cities where they have open carry and things like that. It's because they're more trusting of each other. It's like, you want to open carry? Sure. I'm not worried about you. I don't think you're going to shoot me. Right. In New York, they're like, you can't have that because I'm worried you're going to shoot me. In D.C., they put up big fences and a security perimeter because they're scared people are going to come after them. It's it's absolutely hypocritical to see individuals like Nancy Pelosi that that wants machine guns at the Capitol telling you, you can't have a firearm, you can't defend yourself, you can't have a, quote, weapon of war. And we're seeing such bastardized language. We're seeing such Orwellian tactics used here to make you paint as, as some kind of crazy terrorist criminal if you believe in the right to defend yourself. No. No, you're you're just a logical thinking human being that understands just like as you keep saying to him, it's important to have a fire extinguisher in your house because again, it's not that you're going to, of course, look for fires, but but it's there in case there is one, and that preventative prevents a lot of crime. 
Let's just be honest here. When we see strong-armed robberies, they don't take place where they have a lot of individuals yeah. that are that are armed. Yep. They usually take place in situations where people are disarmed. So, so what's 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 I, that movie with uh, Gerard Butler? And the guys break into his house and like kill his family, and then becomes like this crazy revenge rampage. Mm, yeah, I don't know the name Ma- of it. What was that? What was that movie called? Mm. I forgot. I don't. He's no, great. I'm not a big movie guy. So it's it's Gerard Butler and uh, what what is He's it? He's Leonidas from Three Hundred. Let me let me see if I can look this up. Did you, you know, watch it? What happened in the movie? Ian? I haven't seen the movie. I just okay. saw it. It's a uh, law-abiding citizen. Ah, so he's a uh, work. He's a he's a, he's a dad. He's got a wife and a kid. And then one day there's a, his doorbell rings and he opens it and then he immediately gets smacked in the head with a baseball bat and falls down. They zip tie his hands and then they murder his wife and his daughter. Jeez. Later on, when these guys get probation or whatever or, or, you know, get off on good behavior, he kidnaps and tortures them and then publicly releases the evidence, purposely want to go to prison and then tries to get revenge on the system. I digress. I'm not making a point about that. I thought it was a great movie. I wish I think the, the ending was bad, but, you know, that, it is what it is. But I was thinking about that. And I'm like, based on this character's willingness to, like, get revenge, you know, he doesn't seem like, Gerard's Butler's character does not seem like a, a shy man, to say the least. But I was thinking about, even having a firearm in your home is no guarantee you'll be prepared for when the threat really, really comes. Yeah. Which is why being able to open carry is important. Being able to have your weapon on you and being comfortable, confident, and well-trained. Because when you answer the door, someone might crack in there with a baseball bat. I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie, I know. But, you know, I think about this just working here and everything like that and, and wondering about what's the point of even having a fire extinguisher if it's too far away and a fire happens, you can't put it out. Right. When chaos ensues, it, things happen fast. You got to have well, a so, so we put fire extinguishers in like every room. Like most businesses will do this. They'll have a fire extinguisher in every room. Okay. Well, what happens if you see this? You, you, know, you know what I love? You see this commercial. There's a gun control commercial where a guy angrily storms into an office with a musket. And then he fires once and then he stops and he starts loading it. He pours the powder in and then he puts the ball and he starts stuffing it. And it's like, uh huh, we get the point. And they were like, this is what the founding fathers expected. And I'm like, how do you subdue a threat when kids can go into a school with any weapon they want and go on a rampage? Like, how do you stop the threat? You got to go to the root. That's my thing. I don't know if you can, you can, you can try and make less threats. That's probably the best way to do it. And I think the threats are pharmaceutical drugs, personally. I, I think that a lot of inner city crime comes from drugs or alcohol abuse and desperation, poverty no. that leads to those kind of things. That it's that easy make, to get a 40. It's easy to that doesn't, get, that, get an ounce now, of weed. Now, now you're blaming people for smoking weed and drinking alcohol. But when you yeah. look at a lot of mass shootings, these kids are whacked out. These humans no, have dude, like dude, wide dude. eyes. I think they what, look like I, they're on something. I, I would disagree with you saying if someone gets high or drunk, they go shoot up places, especially if they get I high. Wouldn't say I don't think that. that's true. But, but I think the point that you're getting at is that a lot of mass shooting events were connected to individuals who were on SSRIs. Notably, yeah. Yes. Well, so... Yes, but the, the point I'm saying is it's, there's, there's cultural issues. In Chicago, a leading factor for these shootings is lovers' trysts. Like, I, I went night crawling, and it, a bunch of these deaths we were tracking was a guy smack-talking some other guy on Twitter about, or, or Snapchat about some girl he was hooking up with. People think it's gangs. It's not. So there is a culture issue. We used to have duels. We used to actually have this. I guess now what they're doing is nothing to do with honor. It's just like the willingness to kill someone who slights you. Back in the day, that at least give you 10 paces and then you turn, right? What ha- what's happening in Chicago is a guy will post on Snapchat, like, you know, after your girlfriend, the other guy says, oh, you're going to get it. And then the guy drives to his house and shoots the other guy. That's what's happening in Chicago. So that's a cultural problem where someone's willing to kill someone else. We just said this story where some young girl stabbed another girl to death just because like, 
They yeah, they were bragging about it on social media. That's yeah. another part that's absolutely that's, sickening. That's why they I'm were saying young children. It has nothing to do with guns. I think guns are a scapegoat for the deep seated cultural problems and the and the cultural decay affecting this well, country. Well, humans have been killing each other forever. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you go to Austin and everyone's open caring and you're not having this extremely high murder rate, then what's going on in New York City? Something is broken and has nothing to do with guns because there's no correlation between the murder and guns. Yeah. If you look at, you know, uh, the city of Chiran, they are arming themselves illegally because the Mexican government tells them to stop uh, arming themselves. They told them to give up their weapons and their death rate in their town went to zero percent. It was some of the highest death death rate in all of Mexico went to zero when the citizens started to arm themselves and literally kicked out the government and the police and the cartels all along in one smooth move. Great story. So we're having an individuals that are armed, that do have a lot of uh, firearms, that are protected, that have their own militias, that do open carry throughout the streets, and you have zero murders when you had hundreds of murders beforehand and the highest death rate in all of Mexico in Michoacan, one of the deadliest uh, states of all of Mexico. So so that's another tale that I think is worth noting, worth talking about here with this larger debate, especially in Mexico where guns are illegal, but homicides by firearms are extremely high. Maybe, you know, that Thomas Jefferson quote, assuming it was Jefferson. It is Jefferson. It is Jefferson. Yeah. You got it right, yeah. Maybe Maybe the issue is actually people should reasonably respect, trust, and fear each other. Reasonably. Yeah. What I mean, what I mean by that is I should, you know, uh, look, if you've got some dude who's like 6'6 six, six and like 220, just sheer muscle or 250 or whatever. And I don't know what, what the right muscle mass to like height would be, but like some super ripped dude. Jack Murphy. Like, well, some super Jack Murphy dude. Yeah. B- but like I, super I'm, soldier. I don't know if Jack Murphy's cut. a super soldier. <laughs> He's yeah. just tall. But just think of Jack Murphy while we're telling. <laughs> no, the story. I'm talking about like a, like a He-Man type. Yeah. Like, and he walks around knowing that he's bigger and stronger than everyone and pushes him around. Now you have a five foot tall woman and he's laughing at her and mocking her. And then she's got on her on, on her waist, you know, she's got uh, a revolver. And so all of a sudden he's a bit more respectful. It's it's people know like w- w- with with being armed and being respectful, trustworthy, but also having something, you know, giving someone reasonable fear of if they screw with you, they have something to fear this th- this way. You might have back in the day some big, tall guy who knows he's stronger than you can push you around. Now I've got everybody who's armed and they're going to be like, I'm not worried about you shooting me, but I'm not going to screw with you because I know you can. That works if people are not desperate, but when people are civil, but if people become desperate, they change, they become wild animals. Well, that's the point I was making about the fences around the perimeter uh, of, of DC and the veil shattering of the, of the media narrative. And now this like huge gun ban and Joe Biden's plan for like, you know, taxes on firearms and magazines and all this stuff. Because they're seeing now that people can see what's happening. They can see the manipulation. Their their jobs, their lives were destroyed. They're becoming desperate. And we already saw what happened with the killdozer. So they're like, can we ban the guns from all of these people who are going to get really angry at us? Yeah, like I feel like we've got to just give over to the fusion. Fusion power and molecular printing and evo- like exploration and evolution. We've got to colonize Mars. We're going to keep expanding and growing as a society. Because if we try and stop that momentum, it's good. we're going to end up stressing out and killing each other i feel like that's what we've been doing and it doesn't look like it's going to change you see they want more defense well historically if you look at the largest killer of people it's usually democide which is death by government so historically saying what the biggest threat here it's usually typically government you know we need people to have confidence in the system 
and feel comfortable and respected. And that's not happening. You talk about wanting to go to Mars and fusion energy and all that stuff. And I completely agree. It's just really hard to do when you have a manipulative sociopathic establishment that strips the value of all the working people and allocates it to really dumb things yeah, that people don't like need copper, copper mining. They're obsessed with copper wiring because of all that profit from the copper. If we if we started using wireless power, we wouldn't need the copper anymore. Well, it's, it's, all those people would lose so much money. Depending on who you ask. I mean, a lot of conservatives are pointing out that that uh, a lot of high profile investors make money off the trains transporting crude and the freight transporting crude. So they don't want Keystone Pipeline. They, they, that they want to get rid of it so that they can keep charging contracts for the transportation of oil and things like that. Oil. That's yeah. another one. They don't, they, people love pumping their oil, the copper and the oil. Um, what else do they need? There's a, there's a lot of issues with the system mis, misappropriating things. But when you look at the amount, let, 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 let make it very simple. We have $10 million. Should we spend it on, I don't know, covering the medical costs for as many U.S. citizens as possible, which albeit wouldn't be that many relative to the total population? Or should we allocate it to Pakistani gender studies programs? That's my point. The system is so broken. Yes, I'd love fusion. Yes, I'd love to go to Mars. I want to do it. What do we, have? We, we, we rely on Elon Musk to get us there by 2026, he's saying. I right, guess. the private sector yeah. is doing it instead of the government. Because the government's taking your money and giving it away f- to foreign go- countries. And it's been hijacked. While our infrastructure's crumbling. It's been hijacked by the Federal Reserve and those dudes, John Rockefeller and his buddies in the early 1900s. They well, wanted to establish a system that couldn't screw them over again. Rockefeller was pissed after he lost Standard Oil. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me just interject one thing real quick. Uh, look, I don't want people to feel like there's no hope. The fact that they're talking about banning weapons and building security is irrelevant just for one reason. The GameStop stuff is working. The The media narrative has been totally blown out, and we can see it now, which means I'm fa- I'm really optimistic, actually. Hugely I optimistic. think what we're seeing now is the old guard has lost their ability. The establishment has lost control, and the people are taking the power back. And I wasn't so confident you know, earlier in the year, but seeing Wall Street bets challenge these hedge funds and win, seeing how desperate the media has become, and then seeing... That they've become so desperate, they are revealing themselves. I'm like, wow, they're done. They're done. They're not going to be able to carry out these lies anymore. The Wall Street bets thing is nonpartisan. Everybody's mad at Wall Street for what they did and for what they're doing. And the media's desperate attempts to shield them won't work because people can just open their phone and see they're lying. Now. It's kind of like as the water boiled. The first bubble that popped up was Occupy Wall Street after the collapse in 2008. Like it really started to appear after 2007 with internet video and we could read all the, all the code finally. We could see the, the inner workings. And then that was the first bubble that rised up and it popped and they kind of glazed over. But now another bubble is rising. Identity politics, bro. Yeah, they, they try to smooth it over. They're like, they, no, it's not boiling. See, there's no bubbles on the surface right now, so it's know, not boiling. There's another bubble coming. After 2008, the terms whiteness, systemic racism, intersectionality, white supremacy, discrimination, all of them skyrocketed it right after Occupy Wall Street. Because when they saw the class war coming, they said, make it an identity war. And now it's like yeah. a Russian thing. They're trying to make it a nationalist oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Me- meanwhile, wage, uh, salaries, all of them, when you adjust them for inflation, dramatically going down. People are getting screwed over more than ever. Wealth between the rich and the poor is widening like never before, especially from last year when the stock markets and all the hedge funds and all the big banksters were making money hand over fist while everyone was suffering. Dude, I, I'm going to say this. I was right. I said the best thing for Democrats would be for Trump to win because it allows them to keep control of the populist left. Once Trump is out, 
and the left says, okay, we hate Biden too. Hmm. What are they going to do? Now you've got all the Trump supporters who hate Biden and the progressives left who hates Biden. And now all of that populist energy is pointed at the establishment. Step one, Wall Street bets. And you've got the Donald Trump forum, Patriots Not Win, formerly the Donald, cheering this on. And then you've got socialists and tankies, far right, far left, up, down, whatever you want to call it. They're all laughing and cheering and, for it. And I will say this is maybe very optimistic of the Biden administration's uh, next four years, the way this is going. Mm. No, I mean, that's, oh, what, that's what I've been saying for years. I've been saying it for months. I've been saying it for weeks. It, it's coming. This is only the beginning. Did you see the meme where the guy's like day one of the uh, of the lockdown? Have, have, you know, haven't really spoke. Haven't gone out yet. I wonder how this will go. Day 90. I've baked a new bread recipe. It's going well. Day 310. Well, it seems like a man with Viking horns has taken is, is now the president of the Senate. Yep. Day 330. Reddit's coordinated attack on Wall Street is going as planned. You forgot like, that you forgot the it. three masks and the, oh, yeah. and, and the buttocks probes, <laughs> uh, a part of that. that three masks. There. Which, you know, by the way, dude, by, by the way, Dr. Fauci came out today on national television, said there's no data showing that two masks work. <laughs> After <laughs> recommending, yes, 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 he literally said that. He literally was on national oh, television, yeah. and he was like, "There's no data that that talks about uh, that that it makes any difference." After saying last week that it's common sense for people yep. to wear two masks. Again, another major flip-flop. And if we go into the COVID-19 thing, what about all the National Guardsmen troops that are coming down with COVID? We're also hearing that there's a massive cover-up with the National Guard troops uh, that's covering up hundreds of them that are put into very close quarters, sharing a small amount of restroom facilities, not being able to shower, not being able to sleep properly, getting a ton of COVID. And there's no mainstream media hysteria about a super COVID spreader event mm -hmm. like there was with the alleged insurrection, which is, again, just another layer of hypocrisy here that needs to be unfurled so people understand through the bull crap the reality that we live in. So um, I'm, I'm just watching everything kind of fall apart. And then I go out to uh, today to go, you know, we're going to go grab, I had to run some errands, go to the post office, go grab some food, and uh, everything was closed. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the show, went to a Mexican restaurant, just closed, no signs in the door, and I was confused, what's going on? They're supposed to be open. KFC was closed, uh, some other local restaurants were closed, and then I was just like, you know what, that's it. We're in a simulation, and they're drawing down the computing power, so now there's no people anywhere, ever, like, because people aren't in the streets anymore, because they're inside because of COVID. The restaurants are all closed. The, the media narrative is breaking. The system is falling apart. And I'm like, is it, is it because the simulation is like running its, its course? It's expired now. And so like the, 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 the simulation we're in, they're just turning down the power. And now there's nothing left to do, and we're on the verge. It's like we, the end is now. No, 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 no. We're getting into the final chapters. We're getting we're getting to the end boss when it gets really interesting, <laughs> when it gets really difficult, in my opinion. But also, NBC News last week, they cited someone that said you need four masks. What? Four masks on an NBC oh News article gosh. recommended by the media. Dr. Fauci, common sense last week, this okay. week. Luke, no if, evidence, if, no if NBC is recommending four masks, then it's common sense that five masks would just <laughs> be better. Be better. No, yeah, no. Be Six would be better than five. Yeah, yeah. You well, just got to do more same. masks. Yes. More is always better. <laughs> yes. Listen, you're wrong. If six, if six masks would be good, then it's common sense that seven masks well, that's, would be better. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Good, good conversation. Thanks, guys. But, Ten masks. But, <laughs> I got an idea. Let's just make a video where we wear as many masks as possible. See mm -hmm. how far we can get? Yeah, we would just, pass yeah. out. I'm still yes. sick. I can't breathe. <laughs> I breathe. Well, you'll be passing it on because you'll be dead. Just yeah. smother yourself with a pillow. I, uh, I gotta, I'm looking for an article right now about uh, a scientist coming out and saying it is 
almost, I think he might have even said that it's definitive that COVID was made in a laboratory. Ooh, did, well, you guys, did you read what's that? What's the source? Okay, I got to find this yeah, stupid article. I, I read I'm, it earlier. Just, I should have had it with me. I, I, I'm, there's so much politics involved in, in a lot of these stories. I'm just like, look, man, it's been a year. I don't care. Let's just have a surgical reopening of businesses, get people their lives hey, back. 100%. And the discussion of origin at this point isn't going to isn't going to save, you know, you know, Bob and Sally's mom and pop shop. And that's what I'm worried about. So w- what's done is done. You know, the New York mag ran that article. I get it. But uh, oh, New York mag ran that New York man, the, the lag lab leak hypothesis article. So, you know, YouTube wants to ban people for bringing it up. And then Media Matters smears you if you do. And then New York Mag and Huffington Post are the ones who actually promoted it. It was in May. Washington Post ran the lab leak hypothesis. But now I'm just sitting here like it's a distraction, in my opinion. Getting yeah. people to talk about the origin doesn't change the fact that it is Cuomo. It is these Democrat governors and many Republican governors who have chosen to destroy your life. Like it, maybe it would help yeah. us learn how to deal with it if we understood if it was human made or if it was naturally. Well, understanding the origin. Maybe, I don't know. No, the, the, the lab leak hypothesis isn't that it's human made. Oh, what is it's it? It's that, that they, they were a... trying, they, they took the virus and they were trying to develop a vaccine for it and mm-hmm. it leaked out of the lab. So there actually, I could be wrong. I think there is a portion that suggests they were manipulating it in an attempt to develop vaccines. And that led like it, it wasn't it wasn't made in the sense that it the lab. Like, it wasn't made as a weapon. You're saying? Right, 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 right. Trying to be very carefully because, you know, it could yeah. be either or we don't have any accurate uh, exact evidence. We don't have any exact evidence, but we have a lot of theories and we have a lot I, of, uh, you know, hypothetical information. I just don't that, think it's going to save, is save worth small people, businesses. Yeah, it's worth I, people I, I doing their own homework, their own research and making just, up their I, own minds. I, I think it's a distraction at this point. I think I think we need to figure out why they're destroying people's lives and businesses. And that's. That's the, the yeah, the and what we maybe think about it is that you're saying the national guards are are getting it, and it's been underreported that they're being stuffed into unsanitary conditions. Well, of course, there's thousands of them that were literally put into parking lots, sleeping on top of each other. There was thousands of people sharing one bathroom and having no facilities to shower and clean themselves. What do you think that's going to? What do you think that's going to? You know, ha- you know, happening. Uh, what's his name? Um, Tony Robbins really had an interesting take about this thing that that we can't even mention here. Yeah, he I went tweeted. Off. I tweeted about yeah. it. We can't even say exactly what maybe he said in the here. bonus segment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, in the actually, bonus section, well, let, let's talk. I want to talk that. about the CFR. I, also I tweeted that section. video under under Luke. We are changed. Eye opening video. We should play it later on in the special. Uh, All right, section. so let's do this because we do have another segment I want to talk about. Before we move on, we'll do a bonus segment after this show talking about what masks, labs, COVID, all that stuff, and what's being reported, and what's being said, and this is our safe space at TimCast.com. Yes. Where, believe it or not, even though it's members-only content, we can still they'll still come after us. No joke. I could imagine because you can be you can be you can be charged for things that you've done off the site. YouTube will ban you for things you've said on other yeah, platforms. So you got to be vigilant. But we're gonna we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll talk about it and we'll we'll go through these things because, as far as I'm concerned, I think yeah. it's only a matter of time before they nuke us off these platforms. Hey, man, that's why we're getting. That's you know, why we're doing. Independent. I mean, I'm not going to say anything that I don't already say on my YouTube channel. Right. But we're just going to have to be careful how we say it with the official sources, with, of course, you know, the documents, with, of course, in in a way where it's done honestly. So there's no excuse to to ban anyone or to hit anyone or to strike anyone because, I mean, we literally dot our I's, cross our T's. We make sure that every that matters. All the information. It doesn't matter. But but at the end of the day, it does factor in. 
So there right. is a factor to this that that makes the people in the middle who are watching this, who are who are not knowing what's going on. That that's the people you got to play for. You got to play for the people in the middle who who haven't made up their mind yet. And if you could show them without a, a, without a doubt that you did your job correctly, you looked at at everything, you provided accurate, good information to the people, and and if they still hit you for that, you're going to gain a whole let lot me, of support. Let me let me let me just say one thing real quick. Because um, I want to segue into this next segment, and then we'll do Super Chats after it. But uh, if you go to TimCast.com, we actually have an entire bonus episode. It's 45 minutes long talking about Epstein and a bunch of those things that YouTube would absolutely ban us for. And so that's – if you're a member, you'll get that. And then we're going to – we're going to – you know, we're going to go ham. We're going to we're gonna talk some of well, this I want to make stuff. this world a better place. This is what I'm doing, why I'm here. And I know that people that run YouTube and Google know that free speech is one of the core tenets of what will help us democratize this planet. And I also understand you're running a website and you need to moderate it and make sure that things don't spiral out of control so conspiracy theories can confuse people. But I, I believe that we are on the same path and that we want to help people. So bro, bro. I think the, that the, talking the, about these things in a balanced way is what makes incredibly you incredibly important. What makes you think YouTube believes in free speech? Well, YouTube's a, a, just a, a company name. I think that the people hey, that people work don't there, believe in free speech. from my experience, because I was with YouTube before Google bought them, and Chad Hurley was the man. And the essence of YouTube, being able to make video and put yourself out there to speak your truth, is is still prevalent. And Google liked that. And that's why they bought it. And they want to subsidize it so that people can make a living doing that. Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg don't care at all. Well, I'm not worried about speech. Twitter and Facebook right now. YouTube doesn't either. Um, they, well, they, 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 just they, a, that's a corporate company name. I mean, I don't know. Well, Maybe the company doesn't. Susan, Susan Wojcicki doesn't care about free speech. Well, they will ban you in two seconds. They They will ban you in two seconds. They do not agree with you. They believe that free speech and the spread of ideas results in some rabbit hole radicalization nonsense. I just don't want to assume. I don't want to. It's assume not an assumption. They, I don't want to assume what they think. Actions speak louder than words. They have. Yeah. They have. Yeah, but I wouldn't judge people's future based on what they did in the past what like just because they said some stupid stuff back in the day because doesn't they mean literally that they banned are gonna be hundreds of way. thousands of users they purged one percent of the entire website well they're running and they a bragged website about it it's, to a bunch of media outlets about how they were doing the right thing I, they don't agree with your right to say your speak your mind i get i just i understand i, I, I empathize with trying to moderate a billion person website it's well, not i get it but why would they ban conservatives just because a conservative has an opinion where he's like, I'm critical of immigration, banned. You're both, both of you guys are right. And I think the, the scenario here is as unfolding as you guys both see it. But I think there is a small chance in what Ian is saying, that there's a middle person that could say, well, they actually did everything by the book. They did everything correctly. They actually provided a service that, that's good and might not report it to the higher ups. So, so th that might be the opportunity and chance that you're right. But, but you're right at the end of the day. If someone at the top wants to strike someone down, if you want to hit a dog, you're always going to find a stick. That's what my dad always told what? me. Uh, if you want to hit a dog, you're always going to find a stick. What does that mean? That means don't push your luck. Don't just keep, you know, uh, bunting your head and, and thinking that, you know, you're the essence of I was, what you're I was, arguing. I here. was walking through the woods trying to find a stick to throw for a dog to play fetch. And it yeah. took me a little while to find the actual stick. And I didn't want to but hit you, it. I just wanted to play fetch. Okay, whatever. I eventually you, you you find the stick, though. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> you proved his theory correct. <laughs> exactly. Or at well, least you. So, so you at the end the of the day, that, that person that's on the top that's making these bigger kind of generalized orders, he could he or she could only do so much. Right. So so they can't just ban outright everyone all the time. And we should never give them an excuse to to give them uh, any gotta, reason to do it. We got to do we're going to do one more segment and then we'll do super chats. But uh, and, and this one, you know, this will probably be like 10 or 15 minutes or so. But uh, check out this story. It's not the biggest story in the world, but it needs to be, it needs to be talked about. 
SWAT team sweeps homeless out of Washington State Hotel that was taken over by activists. This should be major news. Check this out. Two Olympia police SWAT teams, two teams, went door to door at the Red Lion Hotel Sunday night, breaking up what police called a forcible occupation by homeless advocates. Other officers escorted out employees who were sheltering in the basement for more than six hours feeling trapped, police said. Seven people were detained. Uh, seven people were detained are more and more arrests are expected. CBS affiliate Cairo TV reports the incident was similar to one seen recently in Fife, Washington. The activists from a group called Oli Housing Now paid for 17 rooms for one night, moved in 33 homeless people and tried to arrange for them to stay indefinitely without paying. They demanded that Thurston County use funds from FEMA to pay for rooms. We we're just ready to stand our ground. We don't mean any harm. We actually want this hotel to get business. That's the opposite of what's going to happen, by the way. Police said they started receiving calls at about 11 a.m. from hotel employees who said people with batons, knives, hatchets, gas masks, helmets and goggles had entered the lobby, apparently prepared for a confrontation. Once uh, officers estimated there were about 45 members of the group inside and out. Now, they just had batons, knives, hatchets, gas masks, helmets, and goggles, but they don't mean any harm. The knives are for buttering their bread of course. And, 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 and making toast for the homeless. Mm-hmm. The batons are for playing wiffle ball <laughs> out in the backyard. Yeah. And the masks, those are just to look cool. Well, everyone's got to wear a mask. It's COVID. They were being conscientious when they decided to take over a hotel. I see you've done your due diligence. What? <laughs> you've, you've obviously looked into this. No, I just read, read, so, I read the story So earlier. these people staged an armed occupation of a hotel, a yep. private hotel? That's right. Okay. Have you heard, did you hear about this? I no, but I'm kind of glad the SWAT team <laughs> came in and, and, yeah. and cleared them out. Two SWAT teams wow. raided a hotel because far, uh, like far left activists with weapons were threatening hotel employees. But because it was they're all... desperate for a place for people to live. Yeah. In the winter. Yeah, and you know the the it, it does underscore very serious problems we have in in in, in uh, our country. You know, I was talking about John Stewart uh, earlier. He tweeted that, in, I guess, in response to getting smacked around by like these these late night hosts over his uh, uh, pro Wall Street bets comment. He said, "So if I do good at this, do I become president?" And then I was like, "Yeah, pff, become president. What are you going to do? Run on your unrelenting support for 9/11 first responders? Yeah, I'd totally vote for that. No, really, I would totally vote for that. John Stewart's awesome. And the point I was making is that we will send 10 million dollars to Pakistani gender gender studies programs." You know, for for what reason? I have no idea. We'll send billions of dollars in foreign aid while we have people sleeping on the streets. Now, I'm not saying the solution is just giving these people homes or taking over a hotel. I worked for a homeless shelter. I've worked for nonprofits. The problem is extremely complicated. Many of these people are not well. They can't work even if they want to because they're not well. So what do we do? We don't just throw them in the street. Well, what happens is when our government takes our money, our tax dollars, when they print massive amounts of money, they strip our value away and their buddies rip us off. They send that money overseas for God knows what, and they do nothing to solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. And you the, end up yeah. with a bunch of angry people who show up with batons and that doesn't solve the problem either. But hey, I can respect the anger, to be honest. I'm sick of what I'm sick of the money being wasted on, on, on nonsensical bullcrap. I don't understand how the Flint crisis went as, went on as long as it did. With them screaming and everyone knowing and every lefting advocacy advocacy group saying these pipes are getting lead in the kids' mouths. 
And it's like, yeah, but gender studies in Pakistan, you know, they need money for those programs, right? right? Yeah. And where did they get the money? I mean, we're talking about income tax, sales tax, property tax, capital gains tax, which a lot of people are going to be finding out about very soon, especially if you're on Reddit, <laughs> inheritance tax. I mean, when you look at the rate that the American people are, are taxed, I mean, it's not as high as Europe, but when it, when you add it all up, it's, it's absolutely incredibly... Uh, jaw-dropping to understand well, how much money the government takes, and then where do they spend the money? As you said, you know, speedboats for Sri Lanka. That was literally in the budget bill in fact, that was passed. What's going on in Myanmar? I hear there was a military revolution. Well, that's a whole other topic in, in itself. That, has but, that been funded yeah. by but, the but U.S. This is no. another Biden thing. administration? Be, before we jump there, I want, I want to finish on this topic here particularly because when you look at the homeless situation, it's about to get way, way worse. Not only because of the larger financial tsunami coming our way from the ramifications of the 2020 lockdowns, which they're coming, which we still haven't felt the full ramifications of. It's going to hit people, and it's going to hit people hard. Economic flows usually Bro. take months, usually even take sometimes years to fully affect people but but this is another thing we need to realize here a lot of the homelessness issues are surrounded mental mental health mental health is plummeting in the united states at a dramatic rate when we see suicides self-harm depression going dramatically down and that's going to cause another extreme situation and when you have extreme situations people are going to see extreme solutions just like those people in the hotels and i'm not not, i don't want this to happen what we're seeing is the extraction of the system at the very last minute. I think that the, the establishment elites, the politicians, the, the Wall Street bankers, the big CEOs and all the stuff, they've given up. They're looking at everything and they're like, ship's going down. What should we do? Well, grab as much of the fine china and silverware as you can, get to an, get to an escape boat, and then get out before anyone realizes the ship's sinking. Ship going down. That, that, that's, that's what it, uh, uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like, the homelessness crisis, the, the, the evictions that are looming, the, the fact that people aren't getting cash right now, their, their businesses have been destroyed. The ship is about to crash. They know it. And so they're just like, mm. let's just take what we can. Yeah, they're printing as much as they can, buying as much land as they can, investing yep. in as much stock and stuff that's going to go. Short, or not investing, right. shorting the stocks to make yep. sure that they collapse. Look, they printed all this money. Most of it goes to these massive corporations. They pay out their bonuses. They buy land. They buy hard assets. Then the dollar tanks. Then what? They leave you holding the bag. Homelessness is pretty nasty. I agree with you. I've also seen that some people with mental disabilities or whatever that are just are not in a position that even if you give them a place to stay, a job and a bunch of money, they're going to fail and, and land right back on the street. There are some people yep. like that, but there are, are many people that are homeless and what they need is a shower and a bed. They need a yep. shower so that they can clean themselves so that they can become presentable to get the job. Bro, because if you look, stink, you're not going to get the job. They need a uh, a shower, they need a clean shirt, they need a haircut, Mm -hmm. they need a shave, and it's really hard to do when you live nowhere. Right. You have nowhere to go. And so that's why I do like these shelters. I don't know if we'll ever find a solution because sometimes people become destitute. Sometimes people, you know, they can't... they can't Repurposing empty buildings for homeless people. Why is that not... Why is that not more common? Who maintains the building? I don't know. Who... who, I don't know. Where's the money come from? They, they've tried that in the past, and the buildings fall apart, and they become ghettos, and then crime and disease. It is a very real problem that we need to find the root of and get to the root of. But the, the reality is sometimes people become homeless because they don't have the mental health required. And I, I don't mean they're crazy. Some people are too depressed, and it's a serious issue. Some people 
have schizophrenia. Some people have, you know, psychotic disorders, need medication. Some people can't afford the medication. You get left with a large group of people that are just basically thrown to the gutter and we have no real easy way to solve the problem. It may not be a problem that can be solved, to be honest, but we can mitigate it properly. I don't think occupying a hotel solves the problem. In fact, it's probably going to make it worse. Not by force, yeah. definitely right. not Well, by Ian, we, we already have that. We already have Section 8 housing. We already have projects. So there's government buildings where people live in. So And they function. Yeah. Of course, you gotta you got to fly through hoops to get into Section 8. Like, whereas a homeless shelter, you can just walk in and well, stay. If you look at this, uh, the you know poverty rates, it's usually a cycle that just keeps spinning itself into oblivion uh, with the way that the system has established itself that essentially screws people over with either too much taxes, too much regulations, too much on them that, that uh, decentivize anyone from, from any kind of economic mobility because there's barely any left. You're talking about low-skill jobs. They're replaced by immigrants. You're talking about high-skill jobs. They're replaced by visa programs uh, for immigrants and then companies like elon musk get in trouble for not hiring enough immigrants so so where's the where's the upward economic mobility there isn't none it's a scam it's all a big system where people with within the banking system literally print zero onto a computer and that's how our financial system is run meanwhile everyone else what do they do they 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 get stuck in this poverty cycle that they never get out of because there's no way out of it i'm thinking two things either ubi we print a bunch of money no. doesn't seem to work and then this no. microsoft patent 060606 where we implant you know <laughs> chips in these people and then just their biometrics it, can be, earn them fair, cryptocurrency so that they have some money I, just for being what if Ian's i don't think elite. implanting was anything having to do with it may, might not have to implant it. you could do a tattoo it could be something you eat i don't know but you put something in them or on them so that it measures like their bioactivity maybe a watch so that yeah, you know so I, are they looking the at the billboard if so there. they earn cryptocurrency just sit there and watch I have the a, billboard i have all a conspiracy day. theory what's that ian's the elite Someone else said secret. I was an arm of the AI, that I'm the avatar of the AI. Uh, you are? I said that on Twitter, yeah, someone suggested Why that. Why is it? Because of these things I'm talking about, maybe? I'm like you're, you're encouraging? Because that would lead us towards the Matrix, where people are in pods, like, generating heat for the system, this giant machine that's, like, controlling everything. But otherwise, we have homeless people all over the street. Hitler's idea was kill them. He would, he would wrap up all these mentally, you know, ill people and just have them killed, because they were ruining his society. That I don't want to do. Um, the Matrix is terrifying, putting people in pods. But what do you do? They're on the street. If they can't, if they can't take care of themselves, too. there's poop yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Because we're animals. We're wild, barely tamed animals. And if we're not mentally prepared, what do, what kind of be, what do we do? No idea. I look. I worked for a homeless. I've worked for a homeless shelter, a network. There's no solution. You know, a lot of homeless people refuse to go to shelters and refuse to get jobs. That's another problem. What do you do? Can't solve the problem. They, they, they refuse. You'll, you'll, you'll pull up and you'll say, we've got a clean shower. We've got a bed. We've got clothing and you don't got to do anything. You can just live there. They'll go, nah. I don't want to work for your system. No, they, there's no work involved. Literally, we, I worked for a shelter that would offer people no questions asked room and board at a house. You get your own key. You come in the back door. You go right to your room. No one asks you any questions. You have a house. You have a shower. You have clothes. No, they wouldn't take it. But it, but and so in the meantime they're out on the street just like polluting the environment whatever literally like crapping on the ground yep, yep. Uh -huh. blocking traffic yep. terrifying people that are walking by so yep. one one uh, place in Northern California wants to rendition that's yes, probably the wrong word but they want to take them and then gain power of attorney over their finances and that's part of the justification is that you give these people even an opportunity for a free place to live and they refuse what do you do so now they're saying they have the right to just take these people for mental health reasons and lock them up. 
See, that leads towards what Hitler looks like, what yeah. Hitler yep, was doing. Absolute tyranny. Absolute. If, like, the, if somebody wants to sit on the sidewalk, in, you know, in most places, it's legal to do. You can't block the sidewalk. But they can't arrest you for being in public and sleeping. They'll, they, they, they do sometimes. Uh, in many places, they probably do. But in San Francisco, they'll get up every morning. My friend Kelly Cutler is like a, a community organizer for the homeless in San Francisco. And they'll come at like 4 a.m. with fire hoses, just hose evil. everybody on the sidewalk. And they get, have make a poop run. department. It's pretty bad. I think they, San Francisco is a really good example of what happens when you have an olig- uh, oligopoly. When you've got Zuckerbergs and Dorseys controlling the system. And they're ultra wealthy elites who pretend to be good people. Dorsey's probably the worst because he's like this hippie guy who talks about all these great things. And then he's just a billionaire who funds critical race theory. And then people are crapping on the street and homeless and destitute. But at least he can fund critical race theory, right? Like that's solving the problem. It's not solving the problem. Homeless people come in from all different backgrounds. These, these people in Silicon Valley just want you to think they're doing the good thing. So that way, when you come with your pitchfork, you ignore them because they're the good guys, right? Meanwhile, they're actually making the problems worse. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at a loss. You know, man. Yeah. You know, what, what, what really frustrates me is that it's the grifters. It's the grifters, man. What do you mean? There are people on the, 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 the there's establishment individuals who pretend to be on the left who would waste their time pulling quotes from me out of context for, for the goal of making a partisan rage bait piece of content. So like Jimmy Kimmel. No, 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 no. I'm talking about people on YouTube who are grifters, who take clips from this show out of context. Well, you're talking about specific people that you're not yes. naming. And they cut and edit them so that they get you or, or Luke or me saying things. And then they, they, they use that so that people don't want to listen to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, they'd be like, hey, we, we actually think a lot of the same things. We agree on a lot of the same you problems. Don't, don't worry too much about that stuff. No, the, that, that is the problem. We're trying to unify the people against the, the machine that is stripping our value away and destroying our lives. And what happens is you get grifters, useful idiots for the establishment, who go on their shows, take clips out of context from shows like this, and then say Tim Pool is far right. When, like, literally, I'm pretty sure the entire bent of this show has been fairly left-wing. Pro-social programs for the homeless, talking about Wall Street being bad. You'd think it would be a pretty left-wing positive, you know. I did say I don't. like those SWAT teams. Going in there. And oh, yeah, you're far right. That now. was kind of far right, wasn't <laughs> it? We were pretty pro-gun. I guess that's the, a problem. teeter-totter. Someone cut we- me up and made me look really stupid. I'm already pretty stupid, <laughs> but like, holy cow, that's not fair. I Why, need, why'd you do that, I need man? more memes, that's so not, cut me up. Come on, man. I'll be fair. We did this thing on Jacobin where we looked at the magazine cover of oh, G- yeah. Biden and Jesus, and we were yeah. like laughing at them. But the greater context of the segment was about how the left in general, the establishment left, not the progressives, were overwhelmingly praising Biden with like sun, the sun, clouds breaking and sunlight beaming down in the inauguration. And we were just using the Jacobin thing as a launching point. But, but to be fair, we did not realize initially that it was meant to mock the exact same thing. However, in that podcast, we did say, oh man, wait a minute, there's drones on the cover. This is probably parody. It's like satire. And then I said, well, if it is, you know, we deserve, we deserve it, right? The problem was you could have taken the episode and watched it. And then been like, guys, we completely agree with you. You missed this, though. We, we were agreeing with you the whole time. And I would have been like, mm. oh, look at that. Instead, it was used by a bunch of leftists to mock and deride and insult this show, even though they agree with us. Why? I, Why? They agree with, we yeah, agree with them. It's easy clicks, probably. Exactly. Yep. These people are destroying our opportunity to call out the establishment. Well, I would machine. say, in regards to that Jackman thing, 
I, I said it earlier, I don't think text flies with sarcasm. You don't see it when you see text. And same with images. You can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. I mean, for me, it's like, whatever. It's okay. You did it. Uh, I'm just going to keep focusing on my mission and my job and my goals. And I'm going to try to reach them. I'm going to try to help as it's many not, people as personal. I can. And if they want to do that, let, let them do it. Luke, but at the end of the day, not, no, it's I'm going to be laser Luke, focused. It's not personal. It's about right now we have on Reddit these people going after the machine and it's working. And we have a nonpartisan issue where everyone kind of agrees. We're seeing Donald Trump Jr. and AOC agree on the same thing. The issue is not personal. I don't care if you call me a bunch of stupid names and mock my appearance like they do. All. I don't care. It comes to the territory. Don't expect to get into public you know, uh, spaces and think everyone's going to love you. It's just not reality. The issue I'm worried about is not it's not personal. It's about how they do this to anybody who might actually agree with them, that the tribe is more important than the cause. They will mock like you, Ian, uh, probably agree with a lot of these left wing personalities substantially more than anyone we've had on the show, like especially criticisms of Donald Trump. But they would cut cu- uh, segments up of you to make you look like you're far right instead of just being like, we like this guy because it's more for them. The tribe is more important than the cause. So my concern is we want to get people to rally around what we all agree on and build culture and community and support for the things we can accomplish. But the grifters are the ones who are destroying that because they're more interested in clicks and ra- rallying people to hate each other. What we can do is not grift if we can. Well, we don't. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think I do. I really do not. I try not to take people out of context, man. That that what was that kid who who had the Native American dude in his face and he was smiling and right Covington. I took that. I I almost snapped on that, and that that was a wake up call for me to take mistake We're, of taking people out of context. We'll have anybody from left to right, up down, whatever on this show. We clearly have you and I. We have our arguments. You'll cr- be very critical of Trump. I wanted to You'll argue with you more today. <laughs> But but they, they, it doesn't it doesn't work for them. So like the one segment they did where they made where we, we were talking about Jacobin, they had to edit it to make look Luke look stupid because they completely agreed with Luke in every point he was making. But the Democrats, so they made it seem like Luke- I didn't even get to see the image. <laughs> I was just generally talking about the larger principles of not worshiping someone uh, who's in politics. You shouldn't. But Don't they, they can't yeah. they there, there can't be a podcast where there's actually kind of a moderate view on things. So they have to edit it out of context. It's, but it's not personal. It's yeah. more about... Hey, on the upside, our our show about Jacobin got, I don't know, half a million views, whereas the clips probably got a third of that. Or, you know, this show is getting more views than those clips. So yeah. that's a good sign. Well, you know, I just wish people would... Maybe, I think. I don't know. Yeah, the tribalism is a problem. That yeah. being said, let's go to Super Chats. We went yes. a little long, but uh, we'll read your Super Chats. Hey, I'm going to dip for a minute. I'm and then we're going to have... We're going to have a bonus segment talking about lab leak hypothesis, COVID, yeah. and where we're currently at. And that'll be at TimCast.com. So make sure you're a me- become a member. Hopefully, it'll be up around 11 or so, but, you know, upload times. Because this is a straight upload. We, we just do a segment after the show. Let's read some Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe, notification bell. Man, I ask for a lot, don't I? Yes. Angry Fish, thanks for the Super Chat. We got Benjamin saying, make the right decisions in pursuit of freedom. Slap down my machine founded on protecting freedom. Why? To protect suits and their pocketbooks. Oof. Cargoosh says, SRO, self-regulating organization. It is an organization that is given power by the federal government to regulate a market. Ah, okay. Oh. So it is essentially a regulator. All right. We, I wanted to be careful, so we changed the initial title, but thank you guys. Let's see. Amunra Al Ghul says, follower forever. This is my first super chat. You don't understand the attack on silver. It's not shares that WSS wants to kill. It's physical silver. Because it's been shorted for 50 plus years. Alex Jones has covered this. I think we mentioned a little bit about that, but 
right? They're telling everyone to buy the shares and everyone else saying, no, 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 buy the actual physical silver. Let's see. MD Noslu says, hi, I'm Tim Pool. I'm rich, but I need you to send send me more money to tell you what you already know. Uh, hi, I'm Tim Pool. I'm rich and I run a business where if you like getting this content, you can watch for free for 99% of that content, like sometimes working. with ads or with a sponsor read. And if you really like the content and would like to pay for a product that we produce, you can go to TimCast.com and become a member. It's a, it's a really weird thing to me about uh, running a business. Like if I spent time making you a sandwich and then asked you to pay for it, most people would be okay with that. But there's a weird thing where online people are like, don't don't give money to this business for the products they produce because they already have money. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't have to. I don't know. Greatly appreciate it when you do. I remember for a long time being scared to ask for donations and just being like, oh, and feeling really awkward about it. But it's like, if you, if you want to support us, people should know where to support us. Well, well listen, the memberships at TimCast.com come with a product. We produce exclusive content yeah we we so we've added more work to our day to produce something which creates two paths for us to maintain the business 99 percent is all free content it's all free and we just rely on ad sponsorships and super chats so it's basically like a pay what you will model you don't have to super chat if you don't want to and then we have the membership thing where we produce content that is ad free completely and we and, and uncensored and for those that are willing to buy that product. Sometimes it's awkward to market your own products. That's yeah. why people will hire marketing firms exactly. to do it for them. And why as an actor, you have an agent to go do it for you. So you don't have to be the one that's like, hey, can I come in? And it's similar with, with TimCast.com. Like, I think people are like, Tim, why? But like, dude, who else is going to do it right now? Me, go to TimCast.com and sign up. Well, look, uh, if you... if. Yeah, no, look, it's simple, man. We could always hire a marketing firm to do some YouTube ads for there, us. Look, we, we, we've got millions of subscribers across the board. Dude, we have the across, best subscribers. And I mean, we've got like 0.001% of those who are members. It's fine. It's, it's not a, a big lot deal, of members. You know I mean? Have you disclosed the numbers no. of how many members we have? No, it's, no. It's growing fast. It is too fast. Guys, you signed oh, up no. so fast. It was Keep awesome. signing up. Hey, I got my first problem. donation, you guys, oh, on nice. Twitch. I got twitch.tv slash Ian Crossland and I... um. I started using Streamlabs, which is like an upgraded version of OBS to yeah. multi-stream. And I set up like a, a marketing thing where I'm selling t-shirts. I'll talk more about it maybe after the show's over. Oh, yeah. And All I right. got a donation. We my got, first we got personal donation. A couple very important uh, super chats. Crystal Max says, please make a shirt with rabble, rabble, rabble on it. Hell yeah. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I agree. Nathan Snyder says, who wins, Godzilla or King Kong? Very important super chat, by the mm -hmm. way. Luke? I'm not a fan of either. Godzilla. Man, he can care. like shoot lasers or whatever from his mouth. Can he? Can? Yeah. Can he? Yeah, I think I thought so. he could. King Kong is King Kong, dog. Big monkey. I think Godzilla is like three times the size of King yes. Kong, isn't he? I, I have so. no but idea. But they changed it for the new movie. Now sure they're the same they size in the new movie so that it could, they could fight. So what, who would you pick? <laughs> I don't know. I got to read this super chat. <laughs> YZ250Moto says, Ian, uh, quote, I want to talk about vibrations of the universe. Tim, quote. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those were quotes no. today. <laughs> Not today. All right. Here, Cryptic says, only buy physical silver. Stay away from SLV as if it... Uh, well, I'm not going to finish that super chat, but uh, not financial advice, by the way. Just a random internet comment. Hmm. Uh, I, I've, I got some physical silver. Not really enough. I've never been good at investing unless it's investing in myself. So if I was good at like being part of the club and the 1%, I'd probably have way more money than I do. But all I do is just run a business and then not properly invest. It's the so. silver mines too. That's a good investment. I think I've heard. I'm not an, uh, a financial analyst. So uh, let's see. We got one from CP. It says, 
Longtime listener. I love the show. I'm going to join TimCast.com tonight. Also, I would love to hear what George Carlin would have to say about everything going on right now. I wish, man. George mm-hmm. Carlin was the man. Dude, we got Rogan keeping it real. Yeah. And Carlin's, uh, he's like Carlin's protege. So this, one, this one's funny. Uh, let's see. We actually interviewed uh, Carlin on the We Are Change channel before he passed away. Oh, wow. Is that on YouTube? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he said some Legend. very important things about 9-11. Legend. We got the super chat from Perik S. Tiwari. The Big Short is the new Contagion. <laughs> Just saw it again yesterday. Pretty good movie. Except The Big Short is based on real life. Yeah. Yep. The Big Short was 2008. A bunch of people were basically like, yo, these mortgage-backed securities are stuffed with garbage. They're scamming people. So what do we do? Short it. Short it all. And people were like, you're betting against the housing market? Yup. And they're like, okay, you're nuts. And they were right. What did they make, like $800 million? Too mm. much. But this is, the reason these people are considered folk heroes is because they called out the scammers who are ripping people off and destroying everything. And they made a profit doing it. Good for them. Let's see. As Ascendiat Media says, Dogecoin is real grassroots. The idea is to leverage the power of a meme to mainstream crypto. I get it. That's the one good thing about Dogecoin, making big news and people seeing it as a viable option to make money and store their value. To me, it's funny, but like, what's the value of Doge? If you guys have some specifics about what it can do or, or anything other than the meme of the dog, I really want to get serious and tell me because other than the goof, I'm not. That's it. That's, that's why, a, that's why I don't care. It's, it's like it's, go with Ethereum over Doge, right? Ethereum is to a be far honest, superior token. I would like to buy me personally. I'd buy Doge just to have it and never trade. Yeah. It. That's what I did. Yeah, it's, it's just going to sit in to cold storage because it's funny. Right. <laughs> and it might be worth $10 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's kind of like buying a picture of gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, like putting it on your... Yeah. yeah. It's something you and find putting funny. putting it in your safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. All right. Let's see. We got Brent Sagan says, Tim, please call out my brother Grant for listening to you for years, but not becoming a member on your website. Please, love of God, he keeps asking me to show him the members only videos. <laughs> and it's incredibly annoying. <laughs> Come uh, on, man. There you go. Come on, Grant. Omega Hunter 9 says, how do I get one of those cool pictures when I leave comments on TimCast.com? Ooh. Uh, you edit your profile. Oh. That's it, I think. I don't know. We are upgrading the whole site. And uh, to be honest, I, I had people who had done it on PayPal for a long time. And I didn't realize how big the influx would be if we started the website. But my friends, let me tell you something. I believe based on your memberships, the only thing stopping us from rivaling the Young Turks in terms of Ooh. network and access and everything is time. Uh, I'm fairly confident, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful uh, to the Young Turks at all. I'm using them as sort of like a marking of where uh, independent channels can be on YouTube. We've surpassed, uh, I've, my channels have surpassed them in views a long time ago. I did reduce the amount of content I produce, so it may have normalized. But now with the memberships, it's it's a very real possibility we get we can start like a 24-hour network, hire on more personalities to do separate shows, and really expand this in ways I've never I didn't totally expect. I'll just put it this way: I did not think that many would that many people would sign up so quickly, and so many did. I'm like, okay, now we need to rapidly expand what you get for that membership, and it's probably going to be big. Yeah, it's probably going to be. I've been thinking big. a lot about expanson. The last we're gonna days. we're gonna need to start new shows. We're gonna need to do live streams, and we might even we might even able be, we might even do like a twenty four hour live thing. So what what that would really be though, you know, we're we're gonna start slow. We're not just gonna start with twenty four hours and have all these different hosts and everything. But the amount of people who signed up, I just gotta say, it's substantial. And now I'm like, okay, let's do this. 
We could do, like, do a 24 hour stream in the skate park with like a VIP camera section where you can go up there, sit down and talk to the camera 24 seven streaming. We could literally have like seven shows where it's like the 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. show is like the, you know, so and so in the in the park with yeah. guests. And then we, we really are on the verge of like of rivaling i've been like streaming games i would love to integrate that into the network That'd like a 2 p.m gaming stream for an hour there's a there's a lot more that i i can't necessarily say about the expansion but uh it's good news for those who are investors in sub subverse now scanner we are working on this on this project and this will be really really good news for everybody i'll just leave it at that and we'll, we'll read the more super chats uh, I will, I will lightly touch on it too. There were some issues. I don't know if we sent out the, the letter to the investors yet, but we fully plan like COVID really jammed up this, the scanner project in, in ways we could not foresee getting physical space, hiring people was all completely shuttered because essentially couldn't operate in cities, but we do have, we are working through the kinks and we plan on doing a big launch soon. Wait, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, we have a news department, a gaming department. A music department and a tech department and a media department. Oh, it's going to be big. This is going to be big. You guys are awesome, by the way. Ryan Ryan says the latest stock TD Ameritrade shut down was HCMC in OTC with their fight against Philip Morris. I'm sure because our Wall Street bets talked about it. Mm. Interesting. Carl Flynn says, I highly recommend the book Green Eyes and Black Rifles by Kyle Lamb for practical rifle shooting. The man spent decades in SF and Delta, and I train my Marines using the TP TTPs in the book. Cool. Very cool. Very interesting. We went out to uh, the middle of West Virginia last weekend. And fired. shot a rimfire 50 BMG. No, no, no. Breach well, loading. There's breach no, loading. Not rimfire. Yeah. yeah. And whatever it was, it was powerful. It was, it was, it was it crazy. It was smaller than I thought it was going to be. Really? Well, because you didn't the, want to shoot it. I didn't want to shoot yeah. it. No, I didn't. It was. Uh, there, it's on your Instagram. Yeah. There's video of it. Yeah. yeah Luke, it's intense. Luke, Luke fired it, and I was standing slightly to the left, and the shockwave shut my phone off. <laughs> I was, I was, I was filming Luke, and then after the, the after he fires, the shockwave hits me, and then I look at my phone's off. Whoa. Yeah. Well, and then so I, you're like pushed to the off button. I have no, I have no Which idea is, how it happened. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. It's there's a lot of force. Um, that, it's something else, dude. The, yeah. In the YouTube video on on or on the Instagram video of Luke, you see him like crawling up on the gun. He's like getting all like, <laughs> like, like he's crawling through the mud, and then he's just like just wicked shock. Yeah, it's yeah. remarkably simple how the how the breech load works. It's yeah. just you screw it off, you put it in, you screw it on, you pull the hammer back and click. That's simple. It's no semi-auto Barrett though. Nope, it is. Nope. Let's see. Gerg C says, Tim, you guys are killing me. SpaceX, because of DOD satellite contracts, are not allowed to hire non-Americans. Really? That's weird. We were just reading the article. Yeah. Eric Miller says, if Occupy is the Bronze Age, would Wall Street bets be the Silver Age? Hmm. Then what's the Golden Age? Or what's the, in, you know, what, what came after the sil Silver Age? I don't know. I don't know. After the Bronze Age was the... Scar forget. Uh, so there's actually a couple more comments. Uh, C. Hennessy says... Musk explained in a Q&A that because in its rocketry, your employees have to get military clearance first before they can work. This limits employees. Oh, for sure. Scar Forget says Elon Musk can't hire non-U.S. citizens because the rockets are considered a national security issue. Weapons of mass destruction. Uh, interesting. Seize the memes of production, says Benny Ocean. Now that is we a will, meme. We will consider Correct, it. yes. So Tesla hires foreigners, not SpaceX. Ah. Okay, interesting. Let's see. AC130 says, I'm 26. I'm a rapper from SC fighting the culture war from the inside. Hip hop's almost entirely woke now. 
Check out my next album, Self Destruct Sequence 2, on March 1st. Love y'all. Hope to meet you someday. Cool. I just want to also point out the easiest way to get an ad read on this show is a super chat. Basically. The issue is we can't read every single one. That's what makes it hard. But like, just shout out for this dude's uh, album, Self Destruct Sequence 2, on March 1st. Thanks for the super chats. See what 10 bucks can get you. Yeah. This gaming dragon says, first time super chat. Tim is Yotaro from JoJo. He can win at poker by not folding and raising until the other guy has a heart attack. By the way, you guys should get Salty Cracker if you haven't already. I don't know what that is. I looked that up. Spasmodia says the next actual squeeze is Nokia, by the way. Well, I'm not super convinced. I did buy Nokia because I like Nokia. You ever see the you ever see the story about the guy who has the Nokia phone and a bullet goes through it but stops? No. And it's, his life is saved by no. the phone. Whoa. The, there was a meme for a long time that Nokia phones are indestructible. It is still a meme. And it is, it is yes, still a meme. Yes, it is. I saw it just recently. So I saw the news and I was like, I actually, like tech has always been my jam. I, my, my, the, the things I hold are typically like tech or some kind of, you know, manufacturing. So I bought Nokia because I actually like Nokia. I don't care for the, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sell it. I'm just going to sit on it forever just because I like it. But more importantly, like, I can't really buy any meaningful stock in, say, Google or Apple because it's too expensive. So, yeah, you I, know, Nokia was cheap, so I, I could afford it. <laughs> I have Tesla. I like Tesla. That's about as techy as I got. Yeah. I, so expensive. I just think of it as what percentage of my net worth is going into it. I don't really worry about how much the stock, because you can buy like 0.2% of a stock or whatever. Oh, okay. Tesla's awesome, though. It's an awesome company. Mr. Behavior says, long-time listener, first-time caller. I had to toss in a super chat after Luke's epic rant. You went off, bro. Respect. I just became a member on TimCast.com recently. Wish you all luck with the site. And we need it. Um, Look, so many people signed up that we are, like, bringing people on, working overtime to try and fix it and vamp, like, make it bigger. Because it's it's taken off, man. You guys rock. Spork Witch says, registration leads to confiscation, which leads to incarceration and extermination, literally every single time. I like my guns like Democrats like voters, undocumented. <laughs> Love it. Matthew Walden says, HR 127 will bring what you fear. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of this crazy stuff. These crazy, you know, restrictions. Sean Anderson says, I know I'm all... I know I'm old when you mentioned Killdozer, and my first thought was the 1947 sci-fi made-for-television movie starring Clint Walker. It's on YouTube. Check it out for a chuckle. Right, that sounds fun. Nimit says, you, you have lied to, locked up, and destroyed the businesses of, give or take, 100 million draft-age males for over a year. Then you shove the fact the American dream is dead and every system is rigged in their faces. The powder keg is lit. Yup. Hands down. Skullgar Thane says Killdozer was a probably intentional media misnomer. He never actually killed anyone except himself once mm. the bulldozer finally got stuck. Yeah, man. Was he yeah. shooting those guns? Mm. Yes, he did. Exciting. JD1989 says, hi, Tim, Luke, Lydia, and Ian. House Resolution 127 is outright communist gun confiscation proposed by Representative Jackson Lee. Mm-hmm. This bill would disenfranchise all low-income firearm owners and be unilaterally illegal. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 taxes on a gun, I believe, has to be unconstitutional because it would mean only rich people can have guns. But they do it already with like full auto, you know, yeah, NFA machine stuff. guns. Yep. Timothy Peterson says, "How far could HR one two seven potentially go on a fifty caliber ban? Fifty cal is the most popular black powder black powder caliber. I wouldn't put it past them." Ricky Bobby says, "So louder with Crowder started again today. Huge news." They have filed a lawsuit against Facebook for removing their election stream. The biggest independent stream removed from the biggest platform for no reason. Hope they win. Yep. I I do too. Go, go, go Crowder. They got Bill on it. Isaac Hillstrom says, Dogecoin, we're going back to the moon. 
Okay. Marcus Carter says 562,000 elected, elected officials exist in the U.S. If 6 million people can buy GME, GameStop, why can't at least 562,000 Americans have the support to run for office? Yeah. Yeah, Crowder said he might run for office. That would really? I think he tweeted that out today. Didn't Mike Cernovich tweet out that he's running to be governor of California? Wow. Didn't he tweet he did. that That's out? Am I wrong? Earlier. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. Eric Heffelfinger says, I've made six Wall Street posts on Facebook. Dozen of picture, video, and news articles each time. One post had 57 pics, seven videos, some being yours, 23 news articles, dozens of people who I haven't spoken to in years reached out. See, I like the Wall Street thing, man. It's bringing us together left mm -hmm. and right. Yeah. That's why the grifters get me down. They're trying to stop that unity. Nah. We're people realize that they're full of crap. I hope. Most people. Well, now it's an opportunity to show everyone. Yep. Daniel Maxwell says, if there is not a peaceful resolution to the culture split soon, we will end up with a bloody civil war. That is a guerrilla warfare scenario. And what we end up with afterwards will not be a constitutional republic. That is correct. It is not going to be good. You do not want guerrilla warfare. No. You just want to buy an I am gorilla, gorilla t-shirt. An I am a gorilla t-shirt. We got more t-shirts coming. Uh, I think we're going to do one of Ian meditating. <sighs> But floating, so your hair is wavy. Oh, I like that. And then it says "free the code." Yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Chakra colors behind me, yeah. and then maybe in, maybe in we'll hide somewhere in the art and the Fed. Oh yeah, Ooh, I like <laughs> that. We should do we should do an end the Fed line as well. Maybe or yeah, A line. Repeal the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah, that's the that's end the way the I phrase it. End the Fed, and lines. we'll have like a little Ron Paul in the background, like giving a thumbs. Free up. the code, dude. <laughs> we need to free the code so that we can build a free software system on. Well, Mars. The, the 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 free the code is more like your actual catchphrase. That's what I really care. And about. like the end the Fed was more just kind of. I like was a joke. brainwashed to say free the code by Bill, though. <laughs> <laughs> free the code. I really do want to. <laughs> All right, here we go. James King says AMC diamond hands and then six rocket emojis. Mm. Kristen F. says, this is how messed up the GameStop stock thing is. I use a stock simulator app where I invest fake money into stocks and watch the market in real time. Last week, they took 8K of fake money out of my account, left me with $32. What? Wait, what? That's crazy. Fake money? Why? Arios says, I finally got a bit of extra cash again, so I'll share a bit with the pool party. Woo. I'm going to re uh, rewind because I'm a bit late. But if you guys read this, I just want to say... That it always nice to listen at night. Also, wow, is that like supposed to be I'm like Waluigi or something? I, ah. I saw so many people were sad that we didn't do a show on Friday. I, I love know. you guys. We were wiped out, man. Yeah. It was, it was, it was. It, it was gave hard. me a chance to make the kombucha. All I'll be, right. I'll yeah. be, I'll be honest with everybody. It was kind of frantic because we had too many signups. And it overloaded and crashed the system. Yeah. I was actually working support that yeah. night that Eliza was on. We had so many emails that had to go out that our site couldn't the handle The next it, day was just like it. my brain was on like a, on yeah. fire. So if we you, both had headaches. If you haven't right. got an email yet, just stay, stay cool. Hang they're in there, they're yeah. all coming out. And if for some reason by the end of the week you still haven't gotten an email, just send another email. The easy way to explain it is an episode of Simpsons where Mr. Burns goes to the doctor. And the doctor says that he has literally every disease known to man. <laughs> And so he says, look at these oversized novelty germs. Now, one of them can easily fit through the door. But when they all try going through at the same time, they get stuck. <laughs> That's basically what happened. And so then once the door got jammed, every new signup was jammed. And yeah. then the automated system broke. And then it required manual intervention. So uh, Success one by one. One by one. We're all throwing in. One by one. But uh, we love it. So sign up at TimCast.com. It feels good. Talk. Every time I would fix one, I'd be like, yes, that's a 
a human that is getting something. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Grant Thompson says, you've got to see the Urban Dictionary's definition for TDS right now. Very Orwellian, their ability to rewrite definitions and control a layman's perception of reality. Mm. Yes, the Urban Dictionary got woke. And so oh, the gosh. Trump derangement syndrome, which is a reference to people who are irrationally angry at Trump, turned into people who irrationally support Trump. Wow. Yeah, something like that. Oh, wow. I think Jeremy Hambly made that uh, made that point when he was on the show, the quartering. Mm. The TDS can go in both directions. The, uh, uh, an irrational hate or an irrational love of Trump yeah. is both kind of a derangement. Grant Thompson says, oh, I just read that one. Jonathan Galtarini says, regarding gun rights, you should look up Arizona. I'm from AZ and was amazed how many restrictions there are for guns in Texas. AZ's safer than Texas. And they're blue. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. Paul Barnes says, also, I've been doing construction on Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, and they've been shipping APCs out all Friday and today. Not sure what for. Huh. Where? Yeah. From where? This is uh, uh, Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. Interesting. Adam Lynn says Max started Crash J.P. Morgan by Silver in 2010, causing them to change their position. Heard him give Tim and Luke a shout out today during an interview saying 2021 is the year of the millennial. Very cool. Max is a good friend. We, we, we love Max and Stacy. They're awesome. We and uh, yeah, we, we, we've been trying to get them on. We, uh, were, you, were, were you there in France when we were hanging out? Oh, yeah. Right yeah of course. That was fun. We yeah. like photos. Stacy started following me on Twitter. Max and Stacy, come on the show, guys. Well, we thing is, we were covering the climate protests, I think, and yeah. then we all like had a crazy night on the town, which was really fun. Eight snails, it, yeah. When Max <laughs> and Stacy come on, I want another chair because I want to do all of us. You guys, if you're big into crypto, you should you should check out their podcast. It's the Orange Pill podcast with Max and Stacy. We're and just gonna have you sit in the middle, in and the your middle. head's gonna pop up. Like, Did you do DMT? Right. And then you're gonna go back <laughs> and smoke DMT. I wonder I want, if Max I, I, smoke DMT. I don't know, but I feel like you'd have a lot of really good opinions on it. Yeah, you know, Stacey even though he's a finance too. guy, it was funny seeing that video he posted of him in 1987, like young oh. Max Kaiser talking about stocks and ragging on yuppies. I loved it. Oh. All right, let's see. Let's see. He's trying to get some more of these. Quentin Cooling says, what do y'all think of Tom McDonald's new song and getting to the top of the chart? I listened to it today. I was surprised. I was like, those are some really strong lyrics that were for a lot of people, the nail on the head. So, he's charting. He's like, great. I think like actual billboard been, charts yeah. or what? I, I mean, think that he has. I mean, been. I know he's big. I don't think he has. A, does he even have a label or a manager? No. I don't think he has any of okay, them. Okay, right? so I have extreme respect for Tom McDonald because he's doing all of this himself. Yeah, like him and his woman are making this happen, which is truly amazing. And he's very talented, so I have to listen to that. And song. he got like three million views in just yeah. like a, in just awesome. a very Tear short up, time. Dude. And and the music video. I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, the lyrics were profound. I think what I love. One of the things I love about Tom is his gratitude. He just, he's got the essence of gratitude yeah. to his fans. I kind of yeah. dismissed him for a while. I was like, yeah, whatever. He's just another like white rapper. I'm like, whatever. I, 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 there's enough <laughs> no, white dude, rappers around. But he's then good. I started listening. I listened to the song today. I was like, whoa, like bad. this is powerful yeah. stuff. So dude, he's got a, a bunch yeah. of his songs are like, on it's, point, dude. yeah, it's yeah. like talking cultural politics. That white, yeah. white boy. That yeah. song's yeah. hot. Really dude, good. he pays yeah. attention to what's going on. Yeah. So That's shouts great. out to and him for doing we're, that and we're, being smart and having something conscious rather than the garbage nonsense that's promoted by the mainstream media and the main music industry that wants you to be, uh, you know, sucking down cough syrup and some drugs. So thank you for doing something different. That's right. And uh, we want to get him, get him on the show. Yes, we will. It may point. it may at some point because we have uh, talked to him a bit and uh, he's a cool dude. So, uh, you know, we'll just early in the year, bad weather. You know, COVID, everybody's got, you know, things that are kind of creating hurdles for, you know, so there's a lot of people we've actually had who will want to come on the show that would be really, really awesome. And then they're like, but maybe we should wait after winter. We just had the snowstorm. We also have travel restrictions. So people are like, 
you know, things things will kick up. There are some guests. I don't I don't like naming the people who we have coming on, but there's a lot of people we're trying to get, which will be amazing conversations. Like, I wish I could say I can't though, but someone recently we we be, I believe the PR company for one very very high profile dude who was canceled reached out to us, and I'm hoping this is a legit request because I would love to have this dude on, but I'm not going to say who. I contacted Nassim Harriman about the Schwarzschild proton unification. Theory. I was at Burning Man with him. He's great. If you oh, know, sad. if you can get in touch we with were, him, we were at the same camp together. Let him know if you. Can I did somehow... a video with him as well. Oh, Very I love interesting him. guy. He yeah. basically seems to have solved Einstein's field equation showing yeah. Yeah, a look unified up, field yeah, theory. Yeah. I talked about that. Nassim Harriman, We Are Change. You'll see me in a very interesting outfit at Burning Man interviewing you him. Burning Man. Oh, my gosh. We were at the same camp. We were sleeping together in the same uh, you know, um, you know, uh, group that oh, we were all nice. together with. Yeah, he, he spent his years working out of his van because the scientific community wouldn't take his work seriously because yep. it basically upended a lot of like accepted physics. But it, what he seems to have unified. Oh, um, cool the universe there's some wild nights into one energy form <laughs> so uh we had one super chat it was for five dollars and said here's here's for ian's uh contribution to ian's rehabilitation thank you sir <laughs> and chris bell says ian the things you say rip out pieces of my soul tim how do you deal with it lydia love your face hit your button more so we can see that smile thanks guy i think i know how tim deals with it he puts me on his show <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh i think for the most part me and ian agree you know, but we, when we have our disagreements, we voice those disagreements. We're, we're like really kind of logical and straight edge, but I play like a really wild character on this show intentionally because I think it's good to bring that crazy to the table. I didn't realize you were playing a character, Ian. Well, I'm just saying some of the most out there stuff because who else is going to say it? <laughs> That's and true. People need to hear this because they need to question themselves. We're not playing, what we think or is we this are. Really, you. I think it's, it's like really a him, hyper exacerbated version of is, me, a hyperinflated version he's, of myself. He's putting up a barrier now. Like I just sit in silence. If you really want to see the real me, true, yeah. watch my Twitch stream. Yep, there you go. Yeah, I remember Tim and Ian used to have these conversations at the table. I was yeah. usually sitting like right between them. So Earlier really today, fun. we talked about the ideal gas law and about writing a new. There has to be at least one screaming match in the house a day. Just we were disagreeing ones. earlier when Ian was Ian was talking about ideal ga gas law, and we were huh. talking laws and scientific laws, and you were saying they don't change. I was saying si they do change. That theories change. Yeah, laws I, are considered to be. I, I think laws, absolute. scientific laws, are there until we figure out how to improve or alter them. But neither of us Maybe. really knew, so we kind of just yelled a little bit and then moved on. <laughs> I think I think theories are the ones that's like we don't know for sure, but we've tested it, and this is what we believe to be correct. And laws are like that's true. Nassim, if you're listening. Settle this. <laughs> we'll just bring in a scientist who can explain let's it all. Do, let's, bring the team, let's bring the team on. Yeah, yes. you guys know him. Reach out. Mike Chilson says, one of my favorite quotes. The taxpayers are sending congressmen on expensive trips abroad. It might be worth it, except they keep coming back. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, let's see. Hank Bo Horseman says, hey, Tim, as an aspiring studying musician, I'm a big fan of the idea of creating culture. But I'm afraid of the potential social ramifications of sharing music, especially with my uni. Any advice? Don't be afraid. Just do it. What are you going to do? Don't have any regrets in life. When you're going to look back at just your life, you're going to notice how fast it goes and how you should have taken a lot of those shots that you just denied yourself. Don't do that. I take yeah, a lot I of mean, ridiculous shots. We're just talking about Tom McDonald. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. Tom what McDonald, do you mean there, Lydia? I, I'm Excuse quite me. respectful of it. Tom, but Tom, Tom McDonald makes uh, videos where he expresses his opinions, his songs, and he's huge. People love this stuff. So don't There be will be blowback, but it will be worth it. No, oh, dude. Yeah. There's, pro there's a ton of people who hate my guts. Yeah. And probably for dumb reasons, probably for fake reasons, and many probably for legitimate reasons. Jobs will be lost. Friends will be will be lost. But in the long run, it is totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Ryan says, you rule. That is all. Appreciate it. Of 
Please. DJ Madero says all all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, mercy, hope. Winston Churchill. Great speech. Excellent. Ed's World says, what is quantum parse syntax grammar and why is it important? I don't know. Turk Longwell says, I got in on membership on day one. Ha ha. Ha-ha. You got in. You got past that. The crowd, <laughs> they rushed to the door. Jerome Morrow says, is your chicken tenders giveaway only for new Timcast members? I'm already a member. We're not giving anybody <laughs> tender. What? No. What have you done, Ian? <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, we'll read a couple more of these because then we've got to go record this special segment. All right. Will Billy the Hillbilly says, hey, Ian, wireless power doesn't work due to power density in the air. Thousands of volt and hundreds of amps will not only mess with electronics, wireless connections, but it's also very unhealthy and will basically cook you. You could send it through the earth, I think. That's what Tesla was experimenting with or through the ocean. Like, um, So there are ways to ground the electricity and then have it come out. I think. Interesting. Ooh, ooh. Jonathan McClee says, would love to see Charlie LaDuff, the author of S Show, The Country's Collapsing, and the ratings are great on your show. Uh, we, we know Charlie, don't we? Luke? Charlie LaDuff from Detroit? Uh, is, that, is that Charlie? Um, doesn't ring. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Come on. We, we, we know Charlie. I'll write this name down and see if I can yeah. look him up. LaDuff. I, I'm more of a face person. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. yeah, of course. We know Charlie. Can you see him? Yeah. Uh, you know yeah, Charlie. He what, what did he, he he did a bunch of he, a bunch of virally viral videos for local Detroit news. Well, well, I'll I'll, I'll refresh your memory. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I'll look him up. He, he had a whole bunch of really viral videos where he was doing these amazing segments for Detroit local news. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about, and he exposed a lot of the government mismanagement and, mi- Stuff like and that. waste. Yeah, I think and I know in exactly. really funny cool. ways. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, he yeah. showed up someone's house in like a bathrobe or something. <gasps> Someone that was while. cheating the system exposed yeah. them and the government that was doing something else to incompetent. Okay, now we know. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, been yeah. a while, though. It's been a while. Yeah. AJ says, you think mm. Ian's an average non-intellectual guy whose reactions rep the common man's ideas. Not so. He's high IQ. His uber creative weird takes totally derail otherwise great disruption. Oh, discussion. Get rid of him. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought that was actually a positive comment. And then it kind of just. I think it was. was like there was. <laughs> An imaginary comment? Yeah, no, that's just a, that's the square root of a negative number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another old school great guy to have on would be Jimmy Justice. Who's that? Uh, Who's amazing that? guy uh, that was bringing street justice to parking meter maids Ooh. in New York City. And oh, the guy very viral videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did All more right. than that. It was incredible. Suki uh, Drea says, I signed up on the website right away and I've been enjoying the vids. I do small gaming streams as a hobby and love... Uh, and, and have love imagining joining you. LOL. Love you guys. Keep it the good work. Appreciate it. All right. Let's see. Let's do one more. Here we go. Johnny Max says, have you guys been paying attention to the COVID restrictions that are being put in place in Canada? Mandatory quarantines at undisclosed government facilities upon arrival in Canadian airports. Well, I won't be flying to Canada anytime soon. Yeah. Check, please. They banned yeah. me before. Also, Western Australia just put uh, two million people on lockdown because one person one got COVID. Case. Oh, my yep. God. One person. Yep. One. Yep. I saw that. Ladies and gentlemen. We are going to record now a, a special bonus seg- segment, uncensored, talking about the lab leak hypothesis for COVID, among some other things. So make sure you go to TimCast.com, sign up, be- sign up to become a member. For those that are having any issues with your membership, serious apologies. We uh, uh, should have prepared better, but uh, we, we have people standing by to make sure that you can log in and get access, and they should be fixing all of these things right now. And it should be good for all new members. So again, if you sign up in, in the past few days, I'm terribly sorry, seriously, about what happened. But we are working to get you guys into the system to get it all working and everything. So we're going to have a bonus segment coming up. 
TimCast.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Minds at TimCast. You can check out my other YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. We're live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Bonus segments will be at TimCast.com. Luke, what do you do? Uh, I'm a t-shirt vendor. One of the t-shirts that I'm wearing right now is another We Are Change Exclusives that says, <laughs> maybe the day had a crappy you. It doesn't say crappy. I had to tape over it. Family-friendly show. You can get that shirt right now on thebestpoliticalshirts.com, and that will support me being here. And if you want to know what I'm doing, check me out on wearechange.org. Thanks for having me. Well, th- thanks for being here, Luke. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Ian Crossland, and uh, you can follow me all over the internet, uh, especially YouTube and um, Twitter at Ian Crossland. You can also follow me on Instagram and Minds and uh, Twitch, where I'm streaming games almost daily, uh, sometimes at night, sometimes during the day, twitch.tv slash Ian Crossland. Also, if you're going to email the website, um, make sure that if you email members at TimCast.com that it is only for technical issues. We have another email that's for uh, if you want to give feedback and things like that. And what is that? I don't, I don't think we have that set up yet. Okay, we don't have, so we don't have a feedback thing. Just But we're going to be setting up like feedback and mm-hmm. like and, and tips and stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. there's spin the UFO. There's other emails that yeah. we have. That spin, you, the, spin the UFO at gmail.com is good for any general inquiry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so limit your, uh, your emails so that the technicians don't have to uh, sift through things. That helps us out a lot. And you guys rock and roll. Yes. I love you. Thank you guys all so much for joining at the site. We really, really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to sticking it to these big platforms, one of which I'm on right now, so I won't say too much. But I want to give a little shout out to Josh and his daughter, Noemi, who are watching tonight. Hi, guys. I see you. I hear you. I'm Sour Patch Lids on Twitter, and I'm Real Sour Patch Lids on Gab and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live, and uh, we'll see you all then. Bye, guys.